Hey guys, welcome into Speaking of Football. Uh, tonight is the live draft episode. I mean, it's live for us. You guys aren't hearing it live, but um, we're sitting here. We're waiting for as the you know for the draft picks to happen, and as they happen, we will discuss them, and then uh, you know we'll await the second pick. Maybe give some draft facts. Maybe discuss a little bit, and maybe make a prediction on who we think will go next. So. Uh, it should be a fun time. We're going to stick around as long as we can. You know, if it gets too late, we'll probably cut out. But we're going to try and at least do the first half of the first round. And then maybe next week we're thinking about dropping a full draft recap episode. So maybe be on the lookout for that. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's right now exactly 8 o'clock Thursday night. Let's get this draft going. Derek, you ready for the draft, man? Absolutely, man. I've been waiting for this for weeks now, and all the excitement the past few days has just got me going crazy. Um, so I have to ask you, though. You know, well, I know who you have. You know who I have because Ian and I both did a, a mock draft that we shared with each other so we could uh, kind of discuss who we think as the picks are going to come up and all. Mm-hmm. So who did you pick number one overall, and where are they going? Let's kick it off right at – let's go right to the good stuff. I have the New England Patriots trading up to get Joe Burrow. No, Ooh, I'm kidding. No, no. I'm not. No. I was like, wait a minute. I don't remember you putting that. No, I'm kidding. I, it's just, uh, I just want to say that to be spicy. No, I'm, I'm just – I'm basic <laughs> as hell. I'm doing Cincinnati, Joe Burrow, of course. Okay. Okay. Well, I uh, – and to note, you and I both did these mocks probably, what, the end of last week? Friday, Saturday time frame, maybe somewhere around there. Yeah. The the yes. Yeah, so let's just about, right about a week ago, maybe less. Um, so there's obviously been a lot of talk the past 24 hours or so about people moving and trading picks. So we've stayed true to what we thought would happen as of about a week ago. And a week ago, I really saw the Bengals trading out of that number one spot, surprisingly, to the Dolphins for their five and 18. And the Dolphins selecting Joe Burrow number one, and then the Bengals would turn around and sign none other than Cam Newton, Ooh. a former pick, which could be interesting. From what we've been seeing in the chatter, I don't. It doesn't look like the Bengals want to move, even though I've heard they have been offered some very hefty uh, compensation for that first round pick. So we'll see what happens. But uh, well, so I, my my first pick might be wrong as far as the team, but I think we all. Are pretty sure I think Joe Burrow is going to go number one overall. Well, how about this then, uh, Derek? While we're waiting for the pick to come in. Oh boy, what you got? What would it take? Say you were the Bengals GM. What would it take for you to trade out? Like how? Like say it's Miami. You know they've got pick five, eighteen, twenty six, and thirty nine, and they've got two firsts next year. So what would it take for you? You need your quarterback. Would you rather have Joe Burrow or would you – how many picks would it take for you? So I said 5-18 and 18 on our draft mock, not incorporating some of next year's picks. But if it was really – if we were, if it was reality, I think it would have to be at a minimum the 5-18 and the 18 because then I technically have the Bengals turning right back around that fifth pick. And uh, – Oh, actually, no, I don't. I forgot. I have the Bengals grabbing an offensive tackle there for fifth pick, which I think they desperately need. But one of those picks there, because they because they acquired Cam Newton, was my thought. 
the uh, the Dolphins grab one of the later quarterbacks like Jordan Love with their 18th pick now from the Dolphins because I kind of think Jordan Love has some Cam Newton qualities would so be a good package there but it would really take the five the 18 and at least a first round from next year too yeah. honestly if not more if I was the bank right everyone seems to want Mr. Joe Burrow so uh, and I can't blame him yeah so I would. I would be asking some highway robbery if it was me. Yeah, and that's sort of, you know, I was listening to a podcast. It's uh, the uh, Draft Dudes podcast. It's locked on. Um, and so uh, this one of the guys, one of the hosts is a Dolphins fan. So he was saying, you know, he, they went into, into that same scenario, and he suggested that he thinks the only way that Cincinnati would trade out is if the the Dolphins gave up five, 18, 26, and a next year's first. So four first round picks. That's. And if it was like Joe Burrow and one other QB in this draft class, I could see it. But there's some talent still. They're not Joe Burrow, which I'm not saying Joe Burrow's the end all be all by any means. He is good. But at the same time, there's so much other QB talent still to be had. That'd be a little too much for me, I think. Yeah, see, I don't – if I was the Dolphins, I wouldn't offer anything close to that. Like, obviously, that's what – I think that is what it would take. And I think the Bengals – I think the Bengals would take that because, you know, you fall to five. I mean, you could still even take the five and 18 and trade right back up and get two if you wanted to. Uh, you could. Um, you could turn that right back around and flip it to, what, the choice at the third spot? Maybe? Right, so you'd lose Joe Burrow, but then you, you still get to a, and you still have the 26 and an extra first next year. So, I mean, even if they wanted to do that, it'd still work out really well in their favor. Um, but I don't know, man. I don't know that the Dolphins really, really want to give that much away when they can still get to a Herbert Love. I mean, hell, even not that they're going to, to wait this late, I can't imagine, but, I mean, Hertz or Fromm. You know, or Eason. Yeah. I mean, they're, yeah. it's not the best tr- quarterback class ever. It's not the 2018 class or anything, but it's, it's decent. Very true. Very true. So. Man, I got to say, I'm sitting here watching it because I don't think you have it on live stream. I've got the live stream on my end for everybody who's wondering for our recording purposes. And Mr. Commissioner has a lot of paneling in whatever room he's recording in. There's a lot of wood in that room. <laughs> she <laughs> seems to get with it. It's 2020, man. Uh, yeah. Um, anyway, so I'm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. See, I'm not watching the live stream at all. I'm. Um, all I have up. I have my phone, which I am in a Facebook group. Um, I am in a Facebook group with some guys who are, you know, we're betting for each pick. Like we're doing twenty bucks, and we're we're picking at each pick. Um, and then. You know, whoever has the most right at the end of the first round wins all the money. But so I've got my phone ready with that going. And then I've also got my Adam Schefter notification turned on. He usually tweets it out right as it happens. I mean, he might even tweet it out before it happens. There you go. But, um, you know, so I've got that going and I'm ready. Nice. Hey, I'm ready. I'm sitting up here in, uh, in my bedroom. I kicked my wife to downstairs. I've got my laptop, my phone, my notes. I'm sitting right here in my garage bar stool because my TV's mounted on the ceiling. So I'm going to sit nice and close to it so we can get some good recording for you guys. Oh, yeah. Um, 
and uh, we're ready to go. And also, we didn't mention it, but we uh, we might have some guests pop in and out of the recording tonight. Some of our dedicated listeners, and we might have a guest appearance from the Mike himself. We'll see if he uh, pops in. Um, oh, we got Harry Connick Jr. on the piano right now. What is I'm all right, everybody. Hold tight. I might have to turn this up for a second. Broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous night. For the ramparts we watched were so gallantly seen, and the rockets red glare, the bombs bursting in air. Gave proof through the night that our flag was still there. Who say does that star-spangled banner yet wave for the land of the free? Play ball. Oh, oh. <laughs> man, what a what a crooner that guy is. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. I said I wanted to see what was going on here. I said we're watching this live as we're recording, and I was like, oh, Harry Connick Jr. is on the piano, and he happened to be singing the national anthem. So, of course, we had to stop and pay some respects there, guys. Yeah, and I'm uh, sorry I was not standing up. I hope that you guys don't blackball the podcast. <laughs> there you go. How was, how was the sound quality, Ian? Was it a good check? I, sound yeah, it sounded good to me. I, I mean, I'm very much wooed by what he just sang to me. Awesome. So that means you guys will be able to hear it. Hey, I think I just saw my in-law's apartment on the TV. <laughs> what? Small world. They're, they were filming it out of uh, out of uh, New York City, I think, that view, and they live in Jersey City. And uh, I think I just saw their apartment complex. Anyway, back to uh, our live show here. Um, so, as I was saying, we're going to have supplies, have some guests on the show tonight that might pop in and out. If they don't, they might have fallen asleep, so we'll see what happens. Um, or gotten busy. As we all know, we are still in the middle of our uh, COVID-19 pandemic, so it's... Uh, for uh, obviously, if you guys are listening to us, a smaller podcast, which we hope to get bigger, so keep telling your friends about it. Um, you have to know that the draft is not live this year with a ton of people. It's live, but it's not the normal draft that we're used to. It's all being done from all of the uh, all of the um, coaches and folks uh, owners rooms, which I, I uh, shared something earlier in one of our leagues that I saw a tweet come out that Jerry Jones is going to be by himself at his house making the draft picks. God help all us Cowboy fans for that one. Jerry has been waiting for years to have this happen. I think he released the virus. Mm. Don't take me seriously there. I had, had to throw a little light there. but uh, Wow. Uh, he, uh, he's got it. That scares me as a Cowboys fan that he's going to be making these picks by himself. I'm not sure what's going to happen now. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, <laughs> he's—I mean, he's all all in it himself. You know, that guy—he's basically running a real life fantasy football team. That is true. That is true. I mean, got to respect it. If I was a billionaire, I'd love to be in his shoes. You know, owning a football team—that's awesome. 
I saw something today. Let me ask you. I don't know how true it was. I didn't get a chance to follow up on it. I saw something about the something about the Panthers moving to South Carolina, maybe? Did you see anything on that, Ian? I have not. See, the only thing I've looked at on the internet, I've been refreshing the page all day on the Trent Williams Google search. <laughs> um, as a Cleveland Browns fan, I'm very in tune with what's going on with that. Uh, but no, I'm, you know, I'm going to Google it while we're talking. So There you go. And then for our listeners, we're also going to fill in some empty space here. Obviously, if there's a ton of space between uh, between picks, we're not going to bore you with too much of our rambling off and on all the time. But that's probably why you're listening to us, because you enjoy hearing us talk about football. Uh, but we are going to fill some space. Ian and I have both pulled a uh, list of draft fun facts or draft questions to kind of quiz each other on, or maybe some ranking opinions of draft history and We'll give our thoughts on it and see what uh, see what happens with that. You want to you want me to kick it off with the first question, Ian? I got a good I got a good one for Let's you. Let's do it. Let's get crazy. Well, this is more of an opinion one. So let me get your opinion here. So I pulled all QBs because I think we both are in agreement that we think Joe Burrow is going to go number one overall. Mm-hmm. Um, so I pulled a list from 2000 2015. You know, I didn't want to go back too far. And I wanted to give some run time up 2015 because some of the rookies, I mean, there's a couple exceptions from 2016 beyond that have just, you know, lit it up out there. Um, but I kept it 20, that 2000 to 2015. I wanted to get your opinion. Who do you think is the best quarterback from this list being picked number one overall during that time span? And that list is 2001, Michael Vick, 2002, David Carr, 2003, Carson Palmer, 2004, Eli Manning. 2005, Alex Smith. 2007, Jamarcus Russell. 2009, Matthew Stafford. 2010, Sam Bradford. 2011, Cam Newton. 2012, Andrew Luck. And 2015, the free agent on the list, Jameis Winston. Hmm. From that list, I'm going to have to say I'm I'm between two. Okay. Um, Back-to-back years, um, I'm between Cam and Andrew Luck. Okay, okay. I could see um, that. I would – I could see that. Um, I'm going to start rationalizing Cam for a second only because I remember there was this – you know, I'm from Tennessee. I, I'm a Browns fan. I'm originally from Ohio, but I've lived in Tennessee most of my life. Um, I'm around a lot of Tennessee Balls fans, and they are unbearable. And – I see them say things about Peyton Manning a lot, right? I heard one guy say, since, basically since it's been all but confirmed that Tom Brady is the GOAT. Um, Absolutely. You know, we'll see this year when Tampa Bay wins the right. Super Bowl. I mean, when, once, <laughs> once Tom, you know, brought, the, brought them back and beat the, beat the Falcons, and then again they beat the Rams, too, you know, it's like at this point it's, it's kind of hard to deny it, but – you know, Peyton Manning was sort of in that conversation for a while. These guys around here, they'll do anything to try and prop up Peyton Manning. I saw one guy tweet, this was a couple of years ago, well, Peyton Manning might not be the NFL GOAT, but he definitely has the best um, college and NFL resume of all time. And it got me thinking about that. And I was like, well, no, that's that wouldn't be the case. Because if we're talking resumes you know college and pros which is why i'm where i'm going with cam cam was national champion peyton manning has never been that cam cam Mm. newton was the heisman winner that year 
Peyton Manning was never that. And then Cam Newton was first overall, and he led his team to a Super Bowl. Admittedly, lost this, his Super Bowl to Peyton Manning. I'll give him that. Okay. But, I mean, he's been to a Super Bowl, you know, lost it. But, I mean, his 2015 MVP year, which, again, he's also got an MVP. Cam's pretty good. I mean, since he started in college until, you know, just his, his injury stuff the last couple of years, Cam's been a pretty damn good quarterback. I'm a big fan of his. I really like Cam a lot. So, I mean, just I'm kind of leaning his way only because he's got a really solid resume all the way through from college till now. Okay. okay. Um, so that was a little long-winded. And then Luck, I mean, Luck's great. Come in, I mean, especially because I'm, I'm trying to think about when they were coming in to the NFL, like as draft picks, as prospects. And sure. I mean, it's hard to get better than Andrew Luck was at the time. I mean, he was, you know, the only one I can think of better in the last 20, well, it's been more than 20 years to say Peyton Manning. Um, you know, I can't think of a better quarterback prospect in the last 20 years than Andrew Luck. So that's kind of where I'm leaning there. But he's never made a Super Bowl, and I don't. He's never gotten an MVP, right? I mean, he's. No. I don't think he's quite lived up to his potential. So I am. I think I'm going to say Cam on this one. Okay, interesting, Cam. So for me, I was between Cam as well, and oh, hey, the Bengals are officially on the clock now. Just letting you guys know. Between Cam. And I hate to say it as a Cowboys fan, but Eli Manning. Okay, that's fair. Um, And then Andrew Luck was definitely third for me um, out of those. So, but yeah, I I I want I want to say I was kind of leaning Cam as number one because I think he's, uh, you know, I think Eli's stats are really probably a little better per se. I don't have him right in front of me, but I think Cam. I feel like Cam's just had a better. I feel like he's got a better career, you know, just out of opinion based and everything you just listed. Um, but Eli's right there with him, though, so it's it's pretty close there. I think Eli's got a case. I I, I guess I do. He, and really, he's overlooked. I mean, Eli really Eli's really overlooked. He's almost definitely going to make the Hall of Fame. Um, you know, it's it feels weird to say that because it feels like his career was really it felt mediocre because of the, the low points. But really, he's had a pretty great career. I, oh, mean, I mean, he's got he's a two time Super Bowl champ, MVP in both. I mean, he's never been a league MVP, which 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 is funny to think about. It's like you've got him. You know, he's you think okay, this guy's going to the Super Bowl or not the Super Bowl, but the, but the Hall of Fame, right? Like it's kind of yeah. it's kind of hard to deny it. I mean, there's. There is some sort of, you know, hesitation to some people. But, I mean, he's accomplished a lot. But it's so funny to think that Cam Newton, even though I think he's the better quarterback overall, um, is that he, um, you know, Cam's got the MVP. And, and Eli has never gotten that. And I don't know that people would say Cam is an MVP shoe-in or close to a Hall, or a Hall of Fame shoe-in. Is Cam going to the Hall of Fame? I mean, I feel like it's doubtful at this point. But Eli, uh, Eli, I think it depends on where he goes with the second half of his career here. 
I think he's passed. I think this is the final quarter of his career, if I'm being honest. Okay, I'll give you that. Um, And I feel like it does depend. It depends on what happens tonight, honestly. I mean, if the Dolphins, Chargers, uh, Bengals, it it all depends on who they pick. Because Cam could easily be in one of those three places after tonight. Yeah, very true. Very Uh, interesting. Good opinion there. Yeah, but I don't know. I'm very curious – I'm curious to see how this plays out now that we're talking about it because Eli, they've got different, they've got these different sets of accomplishments, and in some ways you could say Cam is more accomplished in ways, but you could say that Eli's more accomplished in ways. But in but the other part of it is that if you like Eli, it's kind of hard to deny him the Hall of Fame, but Cam, it, it's kind of he it doesn't feel like he's done enough. I guess I guess it really just comes down to Super Bowls. Yeah, yeah. No, I think you're I think you're spot on there. Yeah. It's definitely an interesting debate though from that uh, chunk of 15 years time for the number one overall QBs. I mean, and really most of the list has kind of helped their own. You know, Alex Smith not half bad. Mm-hmm. Carson Palmer pretty darn good himself. Oh yeah. You know, Michael Vick is good. Yeah, was good. Um, had some problems off the field, but was good. Um, Jameis Winston is a question mark on there still. Matthew Stafford holds his own. Sam Bradford had a handful of good years. Um, David Carr probably <laughs> on the low of that list. Yeah. Then, I mean, obviously, then you have Jamarcus Russell, which we'll talk about in a minute. I don't think we have enough time left be- between this pick, so I'll hit you guys with another list in a minute after the first picks in that has to do with QBs. But uh, it talks about the worst. QB picks, mm. uh, and uh, he's definitely on that list. I'll give you a hint. Uh, so, right, but the most of that chunk of QBs there, uh, you know, are, pretty, are half bad. One thing I think we should talk about at some point too is not just worst QB picks, but QBs that you know have accomplished, you know, have have become what would they, you know, based on what they've done in their career, should have been drafted higher right like like again i guess i'll just run through a couple off the top of my head before we get to the pick you know but i mean russell wilson drew Brees, tom brady absolutely i mean come on those are some of the i don't know exactly where breeze got drafted on what was it was it second round or was it late first i don't remember it was right around there i don't have that in front of me i don't think that i don't think it's one of the ones i pulled right but i mean those three i mean i don't know about russell i i guess i'm in, in general, as as great as quarterback play has been the last 15 years, I guess it is kind of hard to say who will make it the Hall of Fame. Breeze and Brady are shoe-ins. Absolutely. No question. Um, as long as Russell keeps doing what he's doing, he should be a shoe-in by the time he's done. Right. And I think he might be the most underrated quarterback in the league. I agree. Because I hear people – real stand, you know, From a real football standpoint. Not just fantasy because he seems to go underrated in fantasy a lot too. But from yeah. a real football standpoint, I, I – I'm right there with you. Yeah, he's – I mean, I see people make lists of best quarterbacks in the league. Obviously, now you got to have Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson up there. you got to have – you know, people still throw Tom Brady and Drew Brees in, even though they're on the twilight part of their career. But I feel like when you're talking about that top three, people never say Russell Wilson. And he easily – in my opinion, he's he's number two to me. He's – I mean, he's right behind Patrick Mahomes for me. Yeah. I definitely uh, 
Yeah, I can't argue. I'm sitting here thinking about if I was doing a redraft this year, who would I take in order of QBs? And he would be top three for me. Right. Mahomes, obvious number one. For me, Lamar Jackson would be next for me. And then it would probably be Russell Wilson right there at the third one. And then fourth for me, if we're just talking about it and rambling while we're waiting for this pick to come in, I would take a dart throw on Aaron Rodgers. I think he bounces back this year, fantasy-wise. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is great. And obviously, he's. I feel like he's toward the end of his career, which is why I haven't. I don't have him quite as high. Um, but since you mentioned that fantasy aspect of Russell Wilson, I'm looking at his, you know, some standard stats for him. Russell Wilson has never finished worse than 11th in fantasy scoring, so he's always been a QB1. Amazing. Oh, here we go. Picks coming in, guys. Oh, picks in. Delay that Russell Wilson talk. Coming from, from Southeast Ohio, it's it's a very, very impoverished area, and the, the, the poverty rate is almost two times the, the national average, and there's so many people there that, that don't have a lot. And I'm up here for all those, all those kids in Athens and in Athens County that, you know, go home to not a lot of food on the table, hungry after school. You guys can be up here too. I'd like to thank. And that has led to the Joe Burrow effect away from the field, including restaurants in the Plains, Ohio, naming meals and omelets after him. Look at him celebrating with the fans after they came back after that win over Alabama and then changing his jersey name to Burrow. So to fill you in, for those of you who aren't watching, they're just doing a quick Joe Burrow highlight. I don't think that means they've picked Joe Burrow because I've got the closed captions also running. I've been watching it as you've been talking, Ian. So don't think I missed it. But uh, they're doing some Joe Burrow clip here. But the little thing at the bottom of the screen says the pick is in. So it should be any moment now. Oh, here we go. In the 2020 draft, the Cincinnati Bengals select Joe Burrow, quarterback. Oh, and there it is. As they should have. Sitting on his couch with his mom and dad. Wonder what's going through his mind right now. Remember when he entered the transfer portal, he said one more time he wanted to go to Nebraska. And Scott Frost, the coach, said, "Is he better than what we got?" Uh, the answer is yes. <laughs> what do you like most about Joe Burrow's game? <laughs> well, there you have it, folks. First draft pick of the night, and I picked wrong. <laughs> the Bengals did not trade out, and they selected Joe Burrow. Bummer. I did pick Joe Burrow, though, at least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I think it's a given. I mean, there are, there are those people who would talk randomly that like, oh, Chase Young's the best player. He should go first. There's no way in in my mind that Chase Young is anywhere near as valuable a player as Joe Burrow. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I don't care what team it is. I mean, unless the top, the first overall team has a quarterback, like, but then you trade out of it. <laughs> tra- exactly, trade out of it. Don't you don't take Chase Young? Like, get a bunch of picks, you know, whatever. Um, So that's awesome. I'm stoked for Joe. I mean, it kind of bums me out a little bit uh, because, you know, I'm an Ohio State fan and he played for Ohio State, lost the starting job to Dwayne Haskins and then lit it up at LSU, which I still like Dwayne Haskins. Um, But, man. That's a potential. He needs another 
year or two marinating there on offense before I think we'll see his true uh, his true abilities. Yeah, I, honestly, I am blown away at the amount of Dwayne Haskins like hate right now. Which I don't want to go. Yeah. I don't want to make this show about Dwayne Haskins, but it's like. <laughs> You know, he only played so many games at the end of last year, and now people are already treating him like he's a bust. And it's like, man, I, th- I think it's just one of those situations where you've got so many, so much talent coming into the league now, so much talent that's, you know, developed so quickly that sure. that you see other guys who ha- who aren't developing year one and they're busts. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like last year, like, you know, people that used to be wide receivers would take a, a year or two to develop into starting players. And then last year you had freaking, you know, DK, obviously, um, AJ Brown, Debo Samuel, Deontay Johnson, Terry McLaurin. It's like they all broke out. So now you've got these other, you know, Nikhil Harry was the consensus, like top receiver for most fantasy players. And they're talking about like, he's trash now, you know? It's just people do not have patience anymore when it comes to. Definitely got that right. So I got to ask you real quick. So Gerald Burrow, I'm watching him on his couch with his mom and dad, just pulls out a Cincinnati Bengals hat and puts it on his head. Mm -hmm. That trend continues tonight with the hats. Was it either A, everyone bought a hat for every team in the NFL, or B, these kids all know the picks ahead of time? Oh, um, I, they, um, actually I saw a picture today, which I actually never wasn't, I was never really sure either, but I saw a picture of CD lamb today, um, potential first overall, not first overall, but first wide receiver taken, um, soon. And he was holding this big box delivered to him from the NFL. And someone was like, Oh, that definitely looks like a box that holds 32 hats. Ah. So it's like, I don't know that he's going to maybe that's how they know who maybe that's how players in the first round know who's not picking them <laughs> because you know maybe the Bengals just like you know maybe the Bengals didn't even send Justin Herbert a hat okay okay you know what I mean I don't know that for sure but like what if that's I was wondering that I think I like that theory just FYI if I cut you off the Redskins pick is also in Ooh. let you know when that happens we're moving now night getting it going who do you think they take I uh, it's gonna be Chase Young. I mean, I, I, you gotta go. I mean, yes, there's no doubt they need some wide receivers. Um, but I feel like it's early for wide receivers. Like you and I were talking the other day. I feel like we're gonna see wide receivers slip down this board tonight because there's more talent at wide receiver than there is at some of the other key positions. Now, don't get me wrong. There are some good talents on the other key spots, but it's fewer. Mm-hmm. So people who need a key def- defensive player or a key lineman are going to be picking them over some wide receivers tonight. So I feel like they go chase young here, and we're going to see a trend with the wide receivers, and they're going to slip tonight. Yeah. So while we're talking about chase young, he's also my pick, right? Um, you know, there seems – there's always this talk about like, you know, Chase Young could be the best player in the draft, which is fine to think that, I mean, not value wise, but you know, it's fine to think he's the best player, but people, you know, talk about him uh, as, you know, this generational talent, right? Generational edge to edge rusher talent. Sure. At what point do we stop saying that? 
<laughs> I was what I, I thought that's where you were going to go with that. <laughs> Only, and I was, I'm saying that because last year Nick Bosa, right? Yeah. The year before, was it the year before it was Miles Garrett? Um, yeah. Is it so. the year before or the year before that? But close. Um, yeah, Joey Bosa a few years before that. Um, I mean, it's like every year it's either the first, second, or, th- or third overall pick is a generational edge rusher. It's <laughs> it just it bugs me. It's not generational at that point if it's every year. Or same thing with running backs. People do that with running backs. You know, I see Jonathan Taylor as this generational running back. I don't even get how that works because he might not even be picked in the first round. But, yeah. but like, you know, Saquon was generational, which I could kind of see. But, I mean, there's a, a running back drafted in the top – been a running back drafted in the top ten every year. And they always are like the, the leading rusher in the league. You know, Todd, Todd, yeah. Todd Gurley and Zeke and – and Saquon, it's like it happens every year. Where's the cutoff between generational, you know? All right. I think our, uh, I think it's going to end up being Chase Young. Is Chase Young's on the phone right now? Oh. In his living room with, let's count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people. He's under the limit. Ooh. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Better be practicing that social distancing. Yeah, I can't help it. I it's not a thing to joke about, but it's just the world we live in right now. Yeah, I don't know. He handed the phone off to a, a brother, a cousin, maybe. Not sure. So I don't have the, the sound up yet. So I was waiting for Mister Commish to pop his face up again. So we'll see what happens here. But uh, since he was on the phone, yeah, I'm gonna, that's where it's going. One would think. Oh, we got Riverboat Ron's on the screen now. It's got a nice looking little house there. Yep, here it is. With the second pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, Washington Redskins select Chase Young, defensive end, Ohio State. Yep. There it goes. Saw that one coming. That was a shoe in, I think. I'm at. That was, you know, I don't know. Some of me thought maybe that they would trade out, but, uh, if they didn't trade out, then they were taking them there. Like I said that's a best. That's that's kind of when you're doing your fantasy draft and you're taking BPA best player available. That's what you do with that one right there. Yep. There's really no other, no other explanation needed on that one. Agreed. Um, yeah. You know, right. it's it's one of those um, I, I've seen too. You know, the rumor mill has been churning obviously the last month, but you know there was talk of, well, if they don't like Dwayne Haskins, you know, and you know. Ron, because you know Ron didn't draft him. Yeah. What yeah. if second overall pick they don't take Chase Young? What if they take Tua? Yeah. yeah. Which I did not think they would. You know, but still. Then grabbing. What's their pick in the second? They have a second round. I don't know. I didn't go that far. Um, but I could see them doing something like that, maybe in the second round or so. Taking another quarterback. Yeah. I mean that'd be interesting. You know, I hadn't really considered that. I think. To me, I guess once I I thought, okay, they're taking Chase Young, it's silly, you know. But I guess you know it's not insane to think if if Jalen Hurts is there. I'll say because Hurts from, I mean, I have Hurts going earlier. I've got actually drum roll, but Hurts going to the Patriots. Ooh, spicy. Uh, oh yeah, but uh, but yeah, from Hurts, some of those folks could easily be there in the second round. Oh, but, uh, all right. Who do you have for number three, Detroit? What you got? 
Um, I'm going to go Jeff Okuda unless there's a trade. Yep, me too. I think that's a, that fills a hole they got there in Detroit, so I think they easily take the best cornerback uh, available, grab him up, but like you said, unless there's a trade. All right, I'm going to go back real quick. I think we had a few minutes. We had three minutes for Detroit on the clock. I want to hit you up with – let's go back to QBs. I thought this one was fun. You're going to hate me when I'm done with this, though. The best – or biggest QB draft bust in history. And this is based off of players selected behind the quarterback selected that those teams could have taken. For me, number one, already mentioned him earlier, Demarcus Russell. Number one pick in 2007 by the Raiders. Only played 25 games with a completion percentage of 52% and 23 interceptions to 18 touchdowns. Players that were picked after him include none other than Adrian Peterson, Marshawn Lynch, Daryl Rivas, Calvin Johnson, and Joe Thomas. Oof. Joe Ouch. Thomas. That... <laughs> oh, man, I love Joe Thomas so much. All right, my number two pick for me is Ryan Leaf, the number one pick in 98 by the Chargers. He played 21 games, winning only four of them with a 48% completion percentage, 33 interceptions to 13 touchdowns. Oof. Overall, though, the 1998 draft class was pretty weak, but there was a few folks like Charles Woodson and Randy Moss selected later on. Again, ouch, the Chargers could have had one of them. Yeah. I mean, but then again, I will say, you know, I would all, I would still, if you need a quarterback, take a quarterback. If it fails, it fails. You still, Agree. You still got to take them. Absolutely. I agree. All right. The Lions pick is in. So if I cut my own self off, you'll know why. Number three is Achilles Smith as the number three to the Bengals in 1999. Played 17 games and only won three of them. 47% completion percentage with 13 interceptions and five touchdowns. The folks collected behind him include Edron James, Champ Bailey, Torrey Holt, and Chris McAllister. So another painful one there. Number four, I'm speeding through it because I want to get to my number five pick. That's where I get to talk about you for a minute. <laughs> <Number> four, <laughs> Blaine Gabbert as the number 10 pick overall. He played 27 games, winning only five of them with 24 interceptions to 22 touchdowns, just averaging only 5.6 yards per attempt. That kind of hurts. Um, he played, uh, so, okay, here you go. The worst part of it, sorry, I lost my track on my notes. The Jaguars actually traded up for him. The number 16 and 49 pick for the number 10 pick. Not to mention the pick right after them. Hang on, here it comes. The Detroit Lions select Jeff Okuda. Yep. He's the back Ohio State. There it is. No surprise there. Jeff Okuda selected number three. No trade yet. Interesting. This is getting it's stupid. There should where are these trades? I know. All right, so. Back to Blaine Gabbert here. So the Lion, the Jaguars traded up for him, right? And drafted him number 10. Number 11 was none other than a defensive end superstar. Can you name that defensive end superstar for me, Ian? Do you know? Drafted number 11 behind Blaine Gabbert? Yep. You said it's a defensive end superstar? Oh, yeah. Come on. Wait. All right. I'll give it to you. Ready? Yeah. J.J. Watt. Picked right behind Blaine Gabbard. That hurts. Oh, for some reason, I was thinking you were saying that it was a Browns pick. That's why I was. No, 
Browns is the next one. But and to rub it in even worse for the Blaine Gabbert pick and trade is the next pick. So remember, Jacksonville had number sixteen. They traded to number ten. Number eleven was JJ Watt. And the rest of the picks, eleven to sixteen, contain players with a combined fifteen Pro Bowls. Jeez. That hurts. Yeah. This is where it gets fun. All right. Not to mention the Giants are on the board. So I could put you through a lot of misery here with my number five biggest QB draft bust, but I'll try to spare you a little bit. For me, it's probably going to be Tim Couch taking number one in 1999 by the Browns. What? I did put Achilles Smith over Couch on this list, though, at number three, mentioned a minute ago, because in that draft, because um, in the 1993 draft class, because he did have a little bit more success and played in more games than any of the guys on this list with 62. So Couch wasn't horrible. No, not well, at all. You crazy guy. I really feel like the number five – I listed him just so I wanted to rag on you for a minute. I put my real number five pick for the biggest QB bust, though, is none other than Mr. Johnny Football here at Dude. number five. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. That's, 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 you know, I mean, there was so much hype around him in 2014. You can't argue that he deserves the fifth biggest QB bust here. On my list. I can't argue it, and I'll say why I argue that he's the fifth. I think he should be the first. Oh, okay. I like it. Because I over here and go spicy. (laughs) I hate him. I when he played in college, I get it. He's a good college quarterback. Mm -hmm. My God. I was I was so excited because okay, that draft happened, 2014 draft, right? He the Browns had two first round picks. They had number eight, I think, is where they drafted a corner. I don't remember his name. He's out. Like, he's not even in the league anymore, I don't think. Yep, I think you're right. Um, So that wasn't a good pick. But I was thinking to myself, you know what? I'm just glad they didn't grab Johnny Manziel because I hate him. And then the 22 pick rolls around, and the Cleveland Browns select Johnny Manziel. I was like, are you kidding me? I I thought I dodged a bullet. And I didn't. The bullet, it was the magic bullet. The bullet that killed JFK. He was so bad. Brian Hoyer started over him in that same season. <laughs> that's the that's the thing about that. And I feel like people don't give people don't give Hoyer enough credit. But here's the thing about that season. Do you know who the, the Browns head coach was that year? No, I couldn't tell you. The Browns had seven wins. They had in by week ten, they had seven wins. They were playing pretty well. Brian Hoyer Hoyer was their quarterback. Some people would look back and say, Wow, Brian Hoyer was playing really well. No, no. Their their head coach was Kyle Shanahan. Uh, that's why Kyle Shanahan is a hell of a head coach. He's an offensive genius. Makes some sense. Right. So if Kyle Shanahan stuck around longer, then maybe, you know, imagine if Kyle Shanahan was the coach with the talent they have now. Oh, you got that right. 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 But they don't. Whatever. He's, you know, he just led the 49ers to the Super Bowl and he was the also the offensive coordinator for the Falcons when they went to the Super Bowl. He knows what he's doing. But Johnny yeah. Manziel did not take over from Hoyer and win. He he had an offensive mastermind head coach, and he still couldn't put it together. Because Johnny Manziel is trash. <laughs> okay. I don't feel too bad now. I wasn't sure what your opinion was going to be on him. Oh, but no. Hate him. I don't feel too bad now. I had to throw Tim Couch on there, though, just because I could. See, I don't consider Couch a bust. I don't know. I wasn't watching as much back then but like from what i know of couch he's 
pretty highly lauded by the Browns community because, you know, he was one of the more successful Browns quarterbacks in the last 20 years. I give you that. Um, I mean, you know, as opposed to Brady Quinn or or Johnny Manziel, whatever. Absolutely. So, I don't know. Absolutely. Which Brady Quinn was, I think, you know what, actually, never mind. I don't want to make this all about the Browns. <laughs> but I will ask you this. Do you know how many in the last 10 years, how many Heisman winning quarterbacks or how, how many quarterbacks have won the Heisman in the last 10 years? Mm. I'm going to complete a complete random guess on this and I'm going to go six, nine. Wow. The, okay. the only non QB to win the Heisman in the last nine years, in the last 10 years is Derrick Henry. Oh, and, yeah. and he was drafted. Yeah. He was drafted in the second round of, of 2016. Do you right. so? If there's nine Heisman winning QBs in the last ten years, how many of them were drafted first or second overall? I'm gonna give him the numbers. I'm gonna go six again. It's seven. You're close. <sighs> so the only ones taken beyond the second overall pick were Lamar Jackson and Johnny Menzel. Still first rounders, just late first yes. rounders. Yep, you're right. I I had Lamar Jackson in my head, but I forgot about. Johnny Manziel. That, I mean, I didn't forget about him, but I wasn't thinking about him. Right. So in that aspect. Right, but I mean, now now with Joe Burrow, so you got Joe Burrow, you got Kyler, Baker, um, Mariota, and Winston drafted in the same draft class. Um, I mean, it's just quarterbacks have been winning the Heisman almost exclusively the last ten years, and most of them also have been. Um. Have been first overall, first or second overall picks. So, all right, the Giants' pick is finally in. I was just getting ready to say either the Giants have a technical difficulty, which any of you following football and everything, again, if you're listening to us, you probably do. Um, a lot of technical difficulties in Monday's mock draft that all the uh, folks did on NFL, but um. I was going to say it was either that or they're trading out because they were about to use every minute of their clock up, which, again, I remind everybody, there is no real timeout on the clock this year like normal. They're allotting everyone more time if need be due to the type of non-in-person draft that's going on. But uh, who? Well, we haven't talked. Who do you think the Giants are taking? Well, good point. We haven't recapped that. So for me, I really was thinking I wanted to give them a defensive player because their defense is just atrocious. Um, but they've got a, they've got some good weapons on offense. I mean, they've got Evan Ingram, Daniel Jones, surprisingly not half bad. Um, Taquan Barkley, Evan Ingram, did I say Evan Ingram already? My already yeah. said, it. uh, what do we got? Golden Tate. Um, I mean, there's, they've got some good folks on that team. They just need some better protection. So I think they go grab the best tackle out there and they get Tristan Wirfs from Iowa here. I think it makes sense. Mm-hmm don't think they should trade out because unless it's with, let's say, a team in the next two to four picks, I don't think they should be trading out here. They should go get their tackle. That's right. my Well, I am with you. I there have been there's been speculation, you know, about them taking a tackle and a lot of people have thought, you know, Mackay Becton because of Dave Gettleman really liking that athleticism. But I think, like you just said, Tristan Wirfs, similarly an athletic freak 
but he also is a very successful athletic freak, which is the main difference. I agree with you right there. I I definitely think that uh, he should be the pick here for them. They should not trade out unless I said they're not going, unless they're not going to fall back too terribly far. Mm -hmm. I've got another uh, one, two, three offensive tackles coming in the next five picks right after him. So yeah, I think they take their tackle. Here's what they need to do. I, I think so too. Um, I think they need to get worse. Um, oh, here we go. With the fourth pick in the 2020 NFL draft, the New York Giants select Andrew Thomas. What? Georgia. Whoa. Not a surprise that it's an <sighs> open but perhaps somewhat of a surprise that it's this offensive lineman, Andrew Thomas. As a junior last season, he won the SEC's Jacob Blocking Trophy and was a consensus All-American. Now, what's really interesting about him is that not only did he play high school football, but as you can see, he was what we call a percussionist at Pace Academy, which is a fancy way of saying he played the drums. Now, his high school coach was Chris Slade, a defensive end who played a lot of years in the NFL, and he said, look, I'm glad that you played the drums. But if you take this football thing a little more seriously, you might play in the NFL. And, DJ, that turned out to be very sage advice from Chris Slade. I had to have a second because I wanted to see what in the world just happened. <laughs> Interesting. So I'm, I'm pulling up your cheat sheet here that you made for us, Ian. We've got a two-time first-team All-American and nine with only nine QB pressures allowed. So, I mean, he's definitely uh, – definitely – Good, and I think where did I have on my list? Where where is he on your list for you? What do you mean, like in the mock draft? Yeah, where'd you have him? I had him go to the damn Cleveland Browns. Oh, oh, so did I. Look at that. That that's why you're so angry. Yeah, <laughs> I am pretty upset about that. If I'm being I completely had honest, going number ten to the Browns as well. So he's a great blindside protector. So uh... mm, that stings. I do not like that. Interesting. That. <sighs> First curveball of the night. Again, not a, as you just heard them say live on the television, that it wasn't a curveball as far as the selection of an offensive tackle, but I think a bit surprising on who it was. Not saying the guys, the kid's not talented. He's definitely talented. I just didn't have him at the top of my list. I think Andrew Thomas is the most talented offensive tackle in this class. I think he might not have the highest ceiling. I think, you know, Makai Becton might have like the highest ceiling based on his athletic traits. But I think that Andrew Thomas will come into the league as an immediate starting left tackle, like not just a starter because he's going to start. It's a fifth overall pick, but he's going to come in as a competent starter, which is not oftenly often said for rookies. Um, and so I was really wanting the Browns to take him. Yeah, I'm uh, a little surprised by that. You know what? You know what I think, though. I will say this. I think now, and I could be really overselling Andrew Thomas, I think now we will definitely see Trent Williams to the Browns tonight. Um, do you know what? I could see that happening now that you said that out loud. I, with, with Thomas off the board, unless what I said doesn't happen, like I said, I mentioned I, th- I think wide receivers are going to drop. 
unless they don't drop. And some of these next two or three tackles for me, as we talked about Tristan Wirfs or Jedrick Wills, um, and I've got uh, Becton up there as well, unless uh, one of them happened to fall into the Browns' lap, I, I could see the Trent Williams trade coming in for them. Yeah. I they mean, were... God, this sucks. All right. Well, number five, we've got three, almost three and a half minutes left for Miami. For me, I was assuming Miami would have traded up and gotten Joe Burrow here and that the Bengals would be sitting in the five spot and selecting offensive tackle Jedrick Wills, Jr. from Alabama. Mm-hmm. But that's obviously wrong. So who do you think Miami takes here? Do you think they take Tua? Yes. I think they'd be stupid not to. I, I mean, there have been there have been rumors about you know Justin Herbert they like him or some something, which fine if they do I, I totally disagree with that assessment, but I the thing is a year ago everyone was saying tank for Tua, right even before his his last year in college yeah he was the top guy, obviously Joe Burrow surpassed those expectations which is fine. Because Joe Burrow had maybe the best college quarterback season of all time. But Tua, besides the injury, was going off. Yeah. I just, I don't know how you could, like, make an assessment outside of the injury, which I know that's a big deal, and say you want Justin Herbert over Tua. I cannot see that. Yeah. I, um, interesting. I um I honestly so looking at my list I have Tua as the next QB off the board for me, but I don't have him going until twelve to the Raiders. You have Tua, you said. I have Tua is my next QB off the board for me, but not for another uh, seven spots until the Raiders come. Wow, out. that's that's a far drop. I mean, I get it though. I honestly at this point, like I said, because of the injuries, I would not be surprised if he dropped. But I just – even with the drop, I still cannot see Herbert going over him. I mean, because for me, consider I did have that trade in here. I had – you know, as I already talked about, I had Jedrick Wills going here to the Bengals via trade. Mm-hmm. I've got the – oh, no, I lied. I just lied to you and all of our listeners. I actually had a Herbert going next to the Chargers in the sixth spot. Right. That's right. I forgot I had him going next. I just don't think the Chargers like Tua. I just don't have that feeling. I think if they're going to go for a QB, it's going to be Herbert, in my opinion. That's just my thought. And everyone behind them, the Panthers, uh, the Cardinals, the Jags, the Browns, the Jets, I just I see, I see them having other needs besides a QB there. So mm-hmm. that's why I feel like Tua would then fall to the Raiders. Right. As long as no trading occurs. But sure. yes, I did have Herbert going to the Chargers at six, so I, I do stand corrected. Well, it's reasonable. Is the pick in yet? or uh, The pick is in, but we don't have anything yet. Okay. Well. You got some more fun facts? What do you got? Anything good? Um, hmm. Let me see here. I'm trying to look down my list, because, I mean, I do think Herbert oh. is... Here it comes. 2020 NFL Draft. The Miami Dolphins select Tua Tungabalawa. There it is. All right. Alabama. 
Well, there it is, which means for the first time since Kellen Moore, who is now the Cowboys' offensive coordinator, threw a pass, we're going to have a left-hander who's going to throw a pass in the NFL, provided, of course, that Tua is healthy and ready to go when the season starts. There's your fun fact right there. Yeah. (laughs) Didn't Um, know that. (laughs) Yeah, so that's, you know, I want to bring up an interesting point about that, um, about Tua being left-handed. This is something I feel like just doesn't come up because there's no left-handed quarterbacks. Does that make – does that automatically make the Miami Dolphins' right tackle more valuable than the left tackle? Ooh, you know what? I think it would. Right, because he's the blind side now. Yeah. You know? I, it would. So I'm going to go- – because I really don't know. I'm not a big offensive line guy. I know some offensive linemen, of course, but I'm going to look at the Miami Dolphins' depth chart while we're talking. I'm going to see who they're – um, look through that. Yeah, I'm just going to – and I'll see who their right tackle is because I know they need a left tackle after trading away um, – what's his face? Um, freaking. Yep. I can't think of the name either right now. But yeah, La- La- Laramie Tunsil. Yep, there it is. After trading away Laramie Tunsil, they need a left tackle, of course, which they're going to probably go for at 18. I'd be very surprised if they didn't. Um, Jesse Davis is their right tackle. I'm going to refer to PFF now. Pro, pro football focus and see what his last year's grade was. He had a 59 grade last year, which is not good. Yeah. So they exactly. they need offensive line help on at least on the bookends. I mean, again, I'm not a super in depth tackle guy or, or offensive line guy. Outside of the Browns, I don't know, but. It sounds like they need to give Tua his blind side help more than they need to give him his left side help. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Um, that's very valid, uh, valid thing there. So what is so? So let's think about that then, right? Um, you know, looking people suggest you know at 18th overall, I see Josh Jones going very often. He's the uh, left tackle out of Houston, um, and he had a really good um, Senior Bowl. Um, he was really great at pass protection, not quite as good in run blocking, right? Um, but you want to protect Tua, obviously. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like we just said, he's not going to be the blind side tackle. Would that be as important to them? Would they want to go right? I mean, then again, Josh Jones, Yeah, at that point, I don't think any of the top four will be will still be there. Yeah, I, that's a valid point and then you could also say you know i mean still kind of being fresh in your career can they re obviously you can relearn the other side of the play mm-hmm. however given the uncertainty with our uh, uh that our world's in right now is is there going to be enough time this off season if we have an official off season before the season starts to teach that young man how to that's a good question by the line, because I surprisingly also have Josh Goins, Jones going to the Dolphins, but not until the twenty-six pick. Gotcha. Here, okay. Let me let me throw a spicy take your way. Dolphins trade up. They give they give eighteen and thirty-nine to the Browns for ten, if Tristan Wirfs or Jedrick Wills are there, because they are traditionally I, right tackles. I'd see it. I would see that big time. Mm-hmm. Now, because the Dolphins' defense isn't too shabby. There's not a lot of holes there. Um, they did trade out some defensive players, but they, you know, they've retained some other ones, and they have some young folks coming up. They're not horrible. 
um, so they could get by. I think I have them maybe taking a defensive player somewhere. I can't remember now. All my picture blending together. Yeah. But, um, you know, they've got Jordan Howard, which I still think he can be serviceable. Mm-hmm. I've got the Dolphins grabbing a QB, a running back later in the draft, maybe with that 30-something pick. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, so, I mean, their wide receiver core is not too shabby. Um, so, I could easily see them going all in. To, I mean, you just took Tua at the five spot. So, you got to protect them, like you said. So, maybe they do draft up. Yeah. Um, or trade up. Right, so as I said, I think that'll only happen if Wills or Worfs are still there at 10. Yeah, I find that hard to believe, though, because I I would be shocked if they're still there because the Cardinals need a tackle. They need some help, (laughs) and the Browns need some help. The Panthers, I've got them going defense, and the Jags, I wasn't 100% sure. I couldn't decide on what they really needed, so I just kind of went with the BPA again with them. Um, but we'll talk about it there in a minute. But hey, we haven't talked about your pick for the Chargers, and my TV just flashed. The Chargers pick is in. So who oh, do you got? Uh, Justin Herbert. Herbert for them as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. See you for right in a minute. Yeah, but, I think I think that's pretty easy for me. I, they need a quarterback. I, they could very well go with Ty Tyrod. They could sign Cam, but I think it's just the smartest thing to go Herbert. So I think they do play Tyrod at least for half a season, at least. And because Tyrod Taylor is no slouch. I mean, he's not an all-star by any means, but he can hold his own. And I think it'd be a good person from Herbert to learn from. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely think he gets some runtime, Tyrod Taylor, for a while. And that offense for sure. Yeah. I, don't, I, I, would, I would be shocked if Herbert's starting over Tyrod, if they take Herbert. Um, or whoever they may select here, if it's a QB over Tyrod Taylor this year, at least in the first half of the season, right? I would be surprised that that occurs. Yeah, yeah, I like. I don't like Herbert very much. I think he's, um, you know, another Josh Allen or, you know, just that that. Well, don't hate on my Josh Allen. Oh, I. That's my number five QB going in this year. I mean, great. I just. And, are you talking? About, you talking about fantasy? Yeah. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, because he's he's he has a lot of rushing upside and he has a big arm. So I mean, I'm not, I don't hate him. He's been a lot more successful than I expected, <laughs> but as a prospect coming in, very low on him. I just. Oh yeah, I would agree with that. Coming in for the draft class, yeah, absolutely. I just, I don't know, man. I just, I've never been the type. Me and my dad talk about this all the time with quarterbacks. I've never been the type to pick a quarterback based on traits based on it like physical tools i'd rather them be just good quarterbacks like yeah like you know sure josh allen's got a big arm J- justin herbert's got a big arm but like give me a good quarterback like like i, I they're they're a patrick mahomes you know All right, go. okay with the sixth pick in the 2020 nfl draft the Los Angeles Chargers select Justin Herbert. Yep. Surprise. Oregon. There it was. Look at that. That was the smart pick for them. So far, besides the Andrew Thomas pick for me, I'm not surprised by anything. Granted, my complete draft is screwed up because I had the Bengals trading out. I really didn't think they would, but I was, you know, trying to have some fun with my mock. Um, I really, truly thought that they would keep it and – 
select Burrow, which is what they ended up doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not surprised by anything. Yeah. That I'm not completely surprised by Thomas Pick. I knew a t- I knew a tackle would go there. I'm just surprised by it was that tackle specifically. So. I think yeah, I'm I'm a little caught off guard by that too. And that's and honestly, I mean, my mock, I tried to throw in some you know get weird with some trades. Um, but at the end of the day, like like we you know, this is you know, record evidence right here. We've called every pick besides you know we still knew they needed an offensive tackle. Like you said, it's just the wrong one. So it's like. It's crazy. It's crazy how it's just how not unexpected it's been. Yeah, unlike last year. Last year we had some curveballs right in the beginning. I mean, well, Daniel Jones pick. Then we had um, which is funny uh, because Daniel Jones. Great. Who did uh, Clinton Farrell? Right. Um, so definitely some surprises right off the bat last year. Which is funny because you know the first curveball last year. Well, I guess the first one was Cleveland Farrell because, you know, still Josh Allen, the um, the edge rusher, was still on the board, which was crazy. But but just, you know, Daniel Jones, the Giants pick, was a curveball. And this year, Andrew Thomas, the Giants pick, another curveball. Oh, I didn't even put two and two together until just then. It's, That's right. It's like, damn, Gettleman. Like, I, I feel like he almost does it to just be like, hey, guys, check out the draft board now. What are you going to do? Are you getting, like, <laughs> because, like, that I can see that. I Daniel Jones. I mean, don't get me wrong. Last year's quarterback class was trash. Yeah, like yeah. Drew Locke, Dwayne Haskins were the other two after Daniel Jones. I think, I think Locke's got some potential. I think the Den. I think Denver did him good and didn't start him right away. And I think that is going to help him in the long run. Yeah, but I mean, just the fact that he was a second round. People had him going at tenth overall sometimes, but like the fact that yeah. he fell to the second round, it's like. That just shows how bad that class was, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I agree. And Haskins, like, they didn't even have to trade up. The Reds, everyone thought the, the Redskins would have to trade up to get Haskins, and he just fell right in their laps in the middle of the round. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. I thought for sure Haskins was going to be the sixth pick with the Giants, but I mean, you know, Dave Gettleman, I'm not going from now on, I'm not even going to do mock drafts if the Giants have a pick. <laughs> there you go. Or if I think I'm going to, I'm going to say, oh, I'm going to think Tristan Worf's here. Wait. If I think Tristan Wirfs, it's not going to be. Yep. What what position do I think they need? It's still going to be that position, but what's a wild card pick? That's true. And that's what they do. Yeah, we do next year. I'm curious. I'm going to, remember, I'm going to have to remember this conversation for next year. All right, well, we got Panthers pick is in. They're not getting ready to show it yet because it just went to a commercial, so it'll be a minute. So who do you got for the Panthers? I went defensive tackle here. They've got a lot of holes to fill in that team. So I went defensive tackle, and they select Derek Brown from Auburn. That's 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 where I went with that one. Yeah. Um, I think Isaiah Simmons. Um, okay. They need some, they've got some plenty of holes on defense. Um, you know, Luke Keekley retiring, and I think I think a really solid, really high profile. Defender, you know he's hybrid. He's everything. Um, I th- I think Isaiah Simmons makes the most sense in my opinion. But Derek Brown is one of those sort of top of the draft players, but you never know where he's going to go. Yeah, because like you know, defensive tackle. I feel like it's one of those positions that it's so weird to say that's a need. Yeah, I agree. But I mean, or like it'd be like guard. You know, like I feel like interior line play is never should yeah. never be like a top ten need. Unless they're like crazy good at rushing the passer, which Derek Brown's not. 
But it's a, but he only has five career missed tackles, though. I mean, you gotta. Oh no! I mean, gotta give it to Derek him. Brown. He, but I know what you're saying. I, I went back and forth between tackle and linebacker for this pick. Honestly, I I, I waffled back and forth before I wrote down who I really thought it was going to be. So it I, it could go either way. Yeah, I just think that um, the value is more with a uh, if you're going interior line play, it needs to be a pass rushing like like Aaron Donald. Sure, sure, sure. I get you. But like I, I don't know, you're top ten pick in a deep draft class, you're gonna go grab a rusher versus someone who can just hold the line. I can see what you I see what you're yeah. saying with that. And but then again, I'm not saying like you, what you're saying is I think that he it's I think that those are the two most reasonable picks right now is Brown and, and Simmons. So I just personally if I was again the GM there, I, it's not what I'd do. But I mean I, I get it. That's they they the NFL apparently really highly values Derek Brown. So Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. What happens there? Well, we have a minute. I'm going to hit you with a couple fun facts here. We haven't had one in a little while. Uh, where'd my sheet go? All right. So what do we got? Let's see here. Oh, I'm out of order. Here we go. All right. Here's one for you. I don't know. Uh, the Ravens are picking later, so we'll hit this fun fact. I was going to save it for them. But I don't know if we're going to record that long tonight. Um, since the Ravens inaugural season in 1996. Mm-hmm. What team has drafted the most pro bowlers? Drafted the most pro bowlers. The Ravens are in the top five, but they're not the top team. I'm going to say the Seahawks. Ooh, not even on the list. Really? I was going to say because they just had so many defensive, like insane defensive play for for a good while like I, yeah. the legion of boom i feel like all probably made it at some point plus russ oh yeah we'll talk about them in a little while with one of my other ones sure plus russ and marshawn lynch i feel like it makes sense maybe but okay that's yeah. fair um you ready you want another let, me, guess? let me guess one more um let me think let me think let me think uh mm. god i'm trying to run through steelers they are on the list but they only have 23 what they're on the list like in the top five you mean Top five, yep. So the number one team since 1996 with the most pro bowlers. That's only, what, 24 years now? 27 pro bowlers to the Chiefs. I was, oh, my God. I was seriously was considering the Chiefs. I'm like, well, no, they've been, it's mostly been more recent success. But number two, none other than the Dallas Cowboys with 26. Okay. The Ravens, who we're talking about, come in with 25. In 1996, which is saying something because they were only created in 1996. Yeah. The Bears with 23 and then the Steelers with 23. You know, I'm surprised that the Patriots aren't in there. Yeah. Um, I mean, if I didn't I didn't dig deeper than that. I was going to do the top 10, but I just figured uh, it would be too much information, information overload. Well, I mean, okay, here's why I think because you said how many did uh, did number five have? 23 of the Steelers and 27 to the Chiefs, and I'm going to cut you off really quick because we got a pick coming in. The seventh pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, Carolina Panthers select Derek Brown. Ooh, hey! good call. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Look at that. I'll take my pat on the back. <laughs> well, awesome. good, good job, man. Good pick. 
I, I was seriously though between Brown and Simmons though. I, I, I was a toss up. I have Isaiah Simmons going two more spots later at number nine to the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, uh, but uh, yeah. Anyway, Steelers twenty three, Chiefs twenty seven. Finish your thought if you remember what it was. Um, just the fact that Tom Brady alone has fourteen. <laughs> That's pretty – that either says a lot about Tom Brady or not a lot about the rest of the Patriots around Right. Him. That's the thing. It's like in the last 20 years, Tom Brady alone has 14. It's like how can the team collectively not have that many? Like all of them together in the last 20 years not have that many. You know, they've got some – you know, they've got Devin McCourty. Um, they had Vince Wilfork. They had, they had Randy Moss for a minute. They had – Julian Edelman, uh, what's his face? Wes Welker. Like, how how are they not collectively getting enough to make the top five? So I will say, I'm going to throw this disclaimer out there. I did not fact check some of these. Some of these I just stole straight off of some research that I was doing. I did not go back and personally fact check every single thing that I am speaking of tonight. So I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I feel like this list is correct. However, you have just brought up a very valid point that we might need to revisit between this show and the next one and see if that list is actually accurate or not. I mean, I mean I'm not saying you're wrong. I just oh, it's I know. crazy to see that. All right. I'm going to give you here's a good history question for you, ready? Who was the first player ever selected in the NFL draft? 1936 was the year. No Googling. Wait, what, say the question again. Who was the first ever player selected in an NFL draft? And the year was 1936 the, was the first draft. The first player drafted ever? Yep. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. I, I haven't. I don't know. <laughs> Jay Berwanger. There it is. <laughs> I don't even know what position it was. I totally meant I have my note next to that and said, go look up who this guy is. And I never did it. So, Incredible. Climatic there for our listeners. Incredible. <laughs> I love it. What's his name? Jay what? Jay Berwanger. B-E-R-W-A-N-G-E-R. He was a halfback. There you go. That's not surprising, honestly, back in those days. Oh, we got uh, the Cardinals pick is now in. Who you got? So- I went uh, offensive tackle. Kind of talked about it a little while earlier. They need to fix that O-line, um, protect their assets that they've got there on that offense. So I went with uh, Becton here. But having had Tristan Wirfs been passed on, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes here. I I don't know. I was thinking Jedrick Wills. And that okay. Um, I was thinking Jedrick Wills, but actually that's true because I had Jedrick Wills going to the fifth spot to the Bengals, so I still have him on my list as well. So yeah, so technically for me, I still have Worfs and Wills before Becton. So any of those three for me, but per my draft sheet, I had Becton on my mock. I did Wills, but I, I also had Worfs going before now. Um, my big thing too, though, is I was. You know, I said earlier in the, in the pod that I am, I'm also in a chat. With, Here it comes. Do what? Draft. 
The Arizona Cardinals select Isaiah Simmons. Oh, there it is. Well, all right, my draft just got a hole blown right in it now. <laughs> okay, well, that's surprising, honestly. Oh, this sucks, man. It's uh, we're two picks away from the Browns, and I'm so scared now. I didn't see that coming. The Cardinals need a freaking offensive lineman. What are they doing? I mean, they can draft. They can, you know, they got Jason Peters. They could still trade for Trent Williams. I mean, it's not, or they could get a later one. Yeah. Well, I mean, Tristan Wirfs and Jedrick Wills are still sitting there for the taking. You take one of them when your O line's horrible. You take one. But. Of them. Also, Isaiah Simmons fell to them. I mean, he's a God. He's a talent, man. But that's. I mean, that's like last year. Okay, the Jets. That's a hard. That's a hard one, right there. Very, very similar. This what happened last year. Seventh overall, the Jaguars were picking. I don't think the Jaguars were in the market for a an edge rusher, but when Josh Allen falls into your lap at seven, you take him. Absolutely. So it's like that. One- Theory with Jacksonville this year. I had Isaiah Simmons falling into their lap this year. And now, if you're the Jaguars, who do you take? Do you take a lineman? I think you have to. You got to take a tackle, right? The I Jaguars? Mean, yeah. There's the three best tackles are still on the board. I don't think they will, honestly. Or do you go wide receiver here? Oh, now? no. I mean, I don't, I'm completely blown because I had Jacksonville taking Isaiah Simmons being the best defensive player still on the board here. Because they lost a lot of their defense this year. I am going with – I'm not taking any of those positions. No, okay, surprise. For the Jacksonville Jaguars on my mock, and this is one that I've been – I've stuck with for a while now since I heard it on a, some random mock a month ago. I'm going C.J. Henderson. Uh, interesting. Okay. I, I really hope you don't. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you're not right. I hope you're wrong. Because I've got Henderson going to the Cowboys at 17. <laughs> I don't think he falls that far. Honestly, I think if he makes it past now, I think if he makes it to 10, um, I think if he makes it to 10, the Falcons will trade up for him. Maybe. You could. I could see that. I could definitely see that. Hmm. Interesting. I'm a little thrown now. I don't know uh, know what to do. But all right, well, let's. Um, so we just talked about Jacksonville. They're on they're on the board. So let's hit. I've got some uh, some fun facts. What's before? What's probably going to take a few minutes to talk about? So I'm going to go ahead and hit it now. I pulled the history history of the tenth overall pick just for you, Ian, because the Browns have the tenth pick, right? My first fun fact is there have been seven quarterbacks selected at number 10 overall. They have a combined record of only 144 to 159 to 10. Some of those people have Blaine Gabbert, Josh Rosen, and John Haddle make up that list. But can you tell me the one on that list who does not fall into those ranks of quarterbacks who was selected at 10 overall? All right, ask me ask me the question one more time. The exact question that I'm so the exact question is: There are seven quarterbacks selected at the tenth position overall. Mm-hmm. 
the majority of them fall into the QB rankings of like Blaine Gabbert, Josh Rosen, and those folks. But one of them, of those oh. seven, does not. Patrick Mahomes. There you go. It just hit me. I, I was like, I was trying to understand the question, but then it hit me. I was like, oh. Sorry, I kind of fumbled around the question. No, it just, it just hit me. I was like, oh, Mahomes. I was trying to think the last few years. I was like, oh, Mahomes is the 10th overall pick. That's, yeah. Um, All right. Of the history of the draft, which team holds the most draft picks from the 10th spot? Hmm. Redskins. Ooh, right division, wrong team though. The Giants. Really? Yeah. Okay. That's pretty good. Which school has the most selections from the ten spot? From the ten spot. Um. Ohio State. Wrong. Trojans with six. USC. Yep. Okay. How many players from the tenth spot? have been inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Eight. Ooh, that's close. Five. <laughs> kind of close. Now, yeah. hoping before I finish my last fun fact that Jaguars would have put their pick on the board so we could roll into the 10th pick itself. However, didn't quite time that properly. So I'll roll into it anyway. How many times have the Browns actually selected for the 10th spot? Three times. Two times. Do you know who they were? From the 10 spot? Yep. What years? 1952. And? And 1961. Then no. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. 1952 was defensive back Bert Richie Char. Sorry oh, if I butchered your name. Duh. Mr. Should have known that one. <laughs> Three Pro Bowls and finished with 31 career interceptions. And the last time, as we said, 1961. And that was Bobby Crispino out of Mississippi. He played eight seasons with the Browns and the Giants as a tight end. 58 catches for 741 yards and nine touchdowns. Another Browns legend. How could I forget? (laughs) I don't expect, didn't expect you to know the years. Yeah. And that far back, because I sure didn't. <laughs> and I wouldn't if you asked me a Cowboys question of similar caliber. I would have no idea. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, these questions. Like, I, honestly, I'm an NFL fan, you know, a Browns fan. I did not start really, really paying attention to the NFL until about 10 years ago. Like, right right when I got out of high school. Um, I was like, you know, I'm going to be in the – I was in the Ohio State forever. But then it was like – I'm going to focus on the NFL now. I'm going to do fantasy football, and I'm going to pick a team. And I'm from northern Northern Ohio. It's like got to be the Browns, right? Gotcha. A- anything, yeah. any draft, basically before 2010, <laughs> I'm out, man. I don't. I got. I'm right there with you. I'm. Uh, I could, unless it's unless it's Cowboys facts from let's say the 90s, maybe. I could hit some of them if it's the, you know the big named ones, but if you're starting to get obscure, you can forget about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I there was a guy I was talking to once, uh, a fellow Ohio State fan. Uh, his name's Corey. He was trying to tell me he was he's really gatekeeping fandom, but he was saying to me, "You're not a true fan of a team unless you can tell me what building is across the street from your stadium." 
Good night. I was like, what kind of, what, what, you know, what criteria is that? That's crazy. Like, I, I mean, I if you live in that town and have season tickets, sure, I get it. But, all right, Jacksonville Jaguars in. Let's see who they get. In the 2020 NFL Draft, Jacksonville Jaguars select C.J. Anderson. Uh, Dang it. Got him. This is scary now. I really don't know what the Browns are going to do. That's a personal personal hit on that one. I was really hoping he would fall. So now we'll talk about this more when we get the 17th pick. Who do the Cowboys take? (laughs) We'll talk about that more. Tune in. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know who the Browns take here either. They've got to take the best. They've got to go tackle, right? Unless they only trade back a handful of spots and still grab one of the other tackles, because there's more tackles on the board at this point in time than I really thought there would be. Here's what I what I hope happens. I hope they announce Trent Williams to the Browns in this next five minutes, and then th- the pick is already in. So I don't know if that's going to happen. Are you serious? I'm just letting you know. Yep, oh my god. <laughs> oh, this is so stressful. I'm going to say Mackay Becton. <sighs> I don't like it, but I think that's what it's going to be. Man, I feel for you. But or or they do have the the trade lined up with Trent Williams. They just haven't completed it yet, and they go CD Lamb. Ooh, but 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 what? Really? Why? What do you mean why? They got they got Beckham and Landry. Yeah, that's two. What What did you say earlier when Randall Cobb didn't resign? It sucks to not have a third, right? That is true. That's a very good point. You just you just threw that right back at me. That's a very valid point. It's that's you. You need to be three or four deep at wide receiver, man. I don't want Beckham to go down, and that's true. and not even just going down. I mean, he's they're not going to be there forever. You got to have someone else. And who? I mean, imagine this offense. I don't think it's going to happen right now. I really don't. But imagine Baker Mayfield with. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, Austin Hooper, David Njoku, Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, CeeDee Lamb. That's it. It would be, that would be pretty good. Yeah. But you're gonna have all running for their lives right now. <laughs> I mean that's that's the thing, is this is that's only the this CeeDee Lamb talk I'm saying right now is only if Trent Williams trade happens. And yeah. at this point, I, I, I guess if they haven't announced it before the pick, I guess it's not happening. But I don't know. I am. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm on the edge of my uh, bar stool right now, waiting for uh, to see the commissioner's face pop up on my TV. That's when I know the pick's about to be read. It's just stressing me out how quickly the pick <laughs> was in. Uh, <sighs> let's skip ahead while we're waiting. Who do you think the Jets take? I'm gonna go. <laughs> I had offensive tackle here. And I had them selecting uh, Austin Jackson from USC because, I mean, you, you can't have Sam Darnold seeing Ghost again next year. So they got to get a tackle. They got to go lineman. Oh, hang on. Before I get your thoughts. Oh, God. Oh, I'm going to puke. Fletcher, we are so happy to see that you're home and doing well. We're, for proud, we're very proud to support you and St. Jude in the fight and childhood cancer. And we're all in your corner, Fletcher. Go get them. So I have the Browns pick with the 10th pick in the 2020 NFL draft. The Cleveland Browns select 
Kedrick Will. All right. Alabama. There you go. They did what they should have done, in my opinion. They took a tackle. I don't dislike Wills. I don't. He was very exclusively – I don't know. I, ha- I haven't looked back as far as maybe I could have. He was mostly a right tackle in college. And he could transition to left tackle. And that's fine. Holy cow. <laughs> All right. All right. So for the Jets, I had offensive tackle here just because I think they need it. Um, Who did you have for, for number 11? Tristan Wirfs. Makes sense. And again, knowing that he's been missed, I would probably say Tristan Wirfs here as well. But my pick for them was Austin Jackson. But I would see Wirfs going here. I was going to, I would have said Wills before, but. I don't think they're going back then. I think that I think it's Wills or worse. I mean, all right. Well, we'll see what happens in a minute. <sighs> all right. Well, I mean, they got the tackle though. They got a tackle. I know. I they just do. and he's really good. He was for a while there. He was my top tackle. Um, Andrew Thomas took that took over that spot after a while. Um, but Wills was my number two. I'm still hesitant about the right tackle, the left tackle transition, but he's a very successful football player. That's fine. I'll live. I agree with you. I agree with you. So, all right, we both have tackle for the Jets coming up next. So let's um, – I've got a best trades category question, but I don't want to use that until we see one. Right. Um, so well, let's go with um, how about – all right, I'm going to give you my f- some rankings here. These are not in my particular ranking orders. I just jotted them down in this order, but I wanted to talk about it. The best draft haul overall from the past 10 years. You ready? Yeah. We got the 2012 Seahawks with defensive end Bruce Irving, linebacker Bobby Wagner, Russell Wilson, and J.R. Sweezy. The 2016 Cowboys with Zeke, Jalen Smith, Malik Collins, and Dak Prescott. The 2010 Seahawks on here again with their tackle, uh, Russell Okun, Earl Thomas, Golden Tate, which I completely forgot Golden Tate was drafted by the Seahawks, Mm -hmm. and Cam Chancellor. Great draft. Other one here was 2017, the Saints, which – might be number one for me. I'm not sure. With Marshawn Lattimore, Ryan Ramzik, Marcus Williams, and Alvin Kamara. And the 2015 Vikings with Trey Waynes, Eric Kendricks, Daniel Hunter, and Stefan Diggs. Those are my kind of top five. Not necessarily in top five order, but those were my thoughts from the past 10 years looking back through some of the heavy hitters of the best draft classes or not draft classes, but best overall draft halls for teams. sure. Sure. Um, yeah, I think, I think that those are solid. I can't really argue that. Um, there's one I'm going to look up real quick. I even feel like the Vikings could maybe be the top out of that one. I mean, Eric Kendrick, Daniel Hunter, and Stefan Diggs. That's that's three heavy hitters right there. Did you mention anything about Saints? 
the I mentioned the 2017 Saints. Okay, yeah, I thought you did. Um, okay, I, so yeah, I, I was kind of between them and the 2015 Vikings as my number one. Yeah, the 2017 Saints was insane. I'd even go further into the list. I just went, you know, the top handful of picks because I think they even got some pretty good value later after the Kamara pick, if I remember right. Yeah. Um, well. Well, the Jets have been on the board almost their entire allotment, so we might see our first trade coming in, just if I had to guess. I don't know what it would be, but maybe somebody who needs an offensive tackle now that they're starting to thin out a little bit. I'm curious to see what the Raiders do with the next pick because I really had them pegged for uh, going Tua if he fell that far because, I mean, honestly, any quarterback going to the Raiders at the 12th pick is going to be amazing for that quarterback in particular for their development. I mean, sitting behind Derek Carr and Marcus Marriott both to learn from, that's just crazy. How yeah. get a chance to do that? <laughs> so whoever they select, if it's a quarterback, is going – to have a gold mine and learning opportunity sitting there in Las Vegas. Right. If that's who they go. I think one of their picks will be a QB. I think it has to be. Um, now I just don't know if it's going to be this 12th pick or not. Because I had them still snagging their wide receiver, I think a few picks later. At the uh, – let me see. Yeah. I had C.D. Lamb dropping all the way to 19 and going to the Raiders there. Really? I did because I don't have C.D. Lamb as my number one wide receiver. That's because you're drunk and high at the same time. <laughs> um, no, I, I I've think got Judy just, just slightly above him. It's really close. No, that's, yeah, that's fair. Um, so the Jets for me, I'm, I'm only going Mekhi Becton or, or Tristan Wirfs. Really, it's it's one or the other for me. Um, I think Tristan Worse. I think because he's got you know more, um, what's the word? I'm like more success at, sure. at the position. Sure. You know, um, and Becton's got a bunch of upside, but I think at the end of the day, it's just it's crazy to me that Worse and Becton both are still available at eleven. You got that right. I really was not expecting that. Um, well, then again, I don't know why I'm not expecting it. that. Top ten really wasn't that crazy. No, it wasn't. There was a few flip flops in which tackle selected where, and I was caught off guard by the CJ Henderson pick. For me personally, I had him falling to my Cowboys. My, I might have just done that intentionally, not even realizing it when I was doing my mock because I really wanted him to go there. <laughs> that really could have been why I had him fall that far by accident. Right. But, uh, hmm. all right, here we go. Pick is in. Let's see what happens. With the 11th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the New York Jets select Makai Becton. Mm-hmm. Louisville. Cool. We called it. Offensive tackle. That's what we knew. I think this – I think this is where – oh, dude. Oh, this is crazy. I'm, it's just occurring to me. They still haven't – no wide receivers have been taken yet. I, what did I say about an hour ago? Dude, it just, you, yeah, you're right, but that's just – it's hitting me now. It's like none of them have been taken. For me, the first wide receiver still has uh, 
Again, the Raiders could surprise me here because two is gone. So they could jump and take their wide receiver here. But I don't have – my first wide receiver is coming off at 15 of the Broncos. So I still don't have another – I got four more picks till my first one comes off. That's Jerry Judy. The Bronco. we know the Broncos are taking a wide receiver. They have to. That's, I don't know, man. I, I think they, they, they don't need a running back. Now they have a three-headed monster out there. Their offensive line's not too shabby. I think Drew Locke is the QB of their future. Their defense is pretty darn solid. There's a couple holes, so they could go with a defensive player. But if you're sitting there at 15 with not a single wide receiver off the board, you take one. I think right now at the at the Raiders pick, if if they don't trade out, I think that the, the Buccaneers could trade up to get Tristan Wirfs. I guess um, that. Well, then again, actually, hold on. Who's at 13? Two more picks back, right? Who, who's at 13? 13. It's, um, 13's the, the, the 49ers. Yep. Okay, so never mind. I don't see, I don't see the, the – there's no reason for the Buccaneers to trade up. No. So, at this point, CeeDee Lamb – I think CeeDee Lamb's the pick for the, the Raiders. I think because Tua is gone, I want to say you're probably correct. Um, I, yeah, I think CD is the pick here. Um, At least I, I had him going to the Raiders regardless. It was just with their next pick at 19. Mm-hmm. But that was because Tua was available here. Yeah, I mean, it It could be Judy. It could be Ruggs. I don't see why it would be Ruggs necessarily. This is, I mean, Ruggs is good, a good player, but I just don't see him fitting the Raiders. Yeah. Um, so I think CD makes the most sense for the Raiders. Um, I'm just kind of looking down. Nope, the Raiders pick is in, so we'll be finding out in a minute. All right, but uh, yeah, I think I think with Tua off the board, they would go unless they go grab. Um, I'd be surprised because they selected defensive line last year with their first pick. I would be surprised if they went with Kinlaw or something like that, but. I'd, also, wouldn't surprise me either. I mean, it's yeah. cool. who the heck knows what he's doing? He's kind of almost as scary as Jerry Jones. So, yeah, <laughs> you never know. Man, I just don't know what to think right now. This this whole thing's been thrown off to me. I mean, I still think we're all spot on for the most part with the positional with the positions that are coming off the board. Sure, we've been off one or two, but the play- I think. That are coming off are a little bit different than I was thinking. Right, like we talked about with number eight for or for number seven, for example. Like we we missed on freaking what's his face. Oh. Um, like I, or you you call you called Derek Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and I said Isaiah Simmons, but I we also said Derek Brown is with the other, the only other option, and that was right. I mean, it's it's just I think what's so unexpected to me, I guess, as a Browns fan, is that there was so much hype about this Trent Williams trade. And now that they've selected a tackle, that's done now, right? That's not happening, right? I would uh, – who's up? Who's who's coming? Uh, maybe the Bucks. I think if the Bucks go by without snagging Trent Williams, then I think the trades – I think Williams doesn't get traded. I mean, he's – it's so crazy to think about because, like, there was uh, – I don't know. Maybe I just got sucked into the hype. 
I really thought that they were going to trade for him and then draft someone else at 10. And now it's like, I don't know what to think. And that's cool. I mean, I, I almost prefer to get a very talented long-term solution in Jedrick Wills. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, here we go. What did Gruden do? Including the first ever official draft selection by the Las Vegas Raiders. And I've got it right here. So with the 12th pick of the 2020 NFL Draft, the Las Vegas Raiders select Henry Ruggs. Really? Whoa. Really? Ruggs. Okay. Ruggs, the first receiver off the board. That's not okay. Um, hmm. Where did you have Ruggs going? Oh, my God. Um, The Broncos. Okay. I had him a little further down. I had him going uh, 21 to the Eagles. Actually, no. You know, I'm looking at my mock, and I actually have him going next to the, to the 49ers. Okay. Um, but that's only because, like, my mock got really messed up because I had trades in there, and it's crazy yeah. there have been no trades yet. I'm surprised by that. Um, I had – hold on. Let me count. I had one – two, three trades by now. So that's six teams not in their spots by now. And that's obviously not happened. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I had CD as my first receiver off the board with Ruggs second to San Francisco, which now is, God, I don't know. Yeah, I had Judy, CD, and then Ruggs in that order. Interesting. Huh. I mean, right. Well, um, San Francisco. Who do you uh, who do you got? I've got them going. Um, you know they got to replace DeForest Buckner. They have to. Um, so I've got them going and getting um, Javon Kinlaw here from South Carolina. And I, I I see that. That's reasonable. Only because you know some people said why trade him if you're just going to replace him immediately, right? Um, cheaper. Tr- right, exactly. He's cheaper. <laughs> um, and I totally agree. But at the same time. You know, you got you got to look at it from the same aspect of DeForest Buckner is a proven talent. Um, you know, you you trade him away, which again, it's interior D line play, so it's I don't know. And they've drafted a lot of interior defensive linemen the last few years. Yeah, in the first round, it's it sucks. Wide receiver, though, it wouldn't surprise me one bit if they went wide receiver here. That's my instinct, but at the same time, I've heard people discuss. That they that the 49ers need offensive line help, which maybe they do. I'm not really sure on that. Um, because if, uh, Tristan Wirfs is still on the board, he is, and that's my point. Is like Tristan Wirfs, and, uh, and I was just looking at their draft needs, and Sports Illustrated suggests that they need a guard. And I've heard also that Tristan Wirfs could very well succeed if he moves into guard as well. So this might be one of those picks. It's like it falls into their lap. Maybe take him. Yeah. Tristan, we're still on the board. And for me, I even had Austin Jackson already off the board from a lineman standpoint as well. So those two are still there. Yeah. That's a very valid point with Tristan Worse and the guard aspect. Um, yeah, maybe you'd, maybe they do go with that, which I th- is going to make me sick to my stomach if the Cowboys end up going. I, I know I'm seeing Jerry Jones in my head going with a freaking defensive lineman when that's not our biggest need right now because mm-hmm. he could very well then have his pick of 
Kinlaw or Chasen at that spot in 17, which is going to yeah. make angry if he grabs one of them. Um, because I think we've got bigger issues besides that. But anyway, that's for discussion in a few more minutes. Um, what would what would you say if at 17 Jerry Judy was still there? Um, so I had to actually in my write up with my mock draft. So I, for me, I had CD Lamb still available because Judy was gone. I had AJ Espinza still available which is a pretty darn good edge rusher still. And I obviously still had CJ Henderson available. I wanted to take a wild guess and say they go get CD lamb kind of with the theory earlier of CD lamb going to the Browns and having freaking Cooper Gallup and CD lamb as your big three. That's just amazing. Right. Um, but they need defensive back help bad big time. Um, so that's why I really want them to go. But now without Henderson there, if CD's available, I, would you I, rather I, would you rather have CD than Judy? Or I say either one of them. Let's just say either one of the two of them are still there. I feel I like will be because I think the Broncos take one of them. I feel like that would be such an insane receiver core with Amari Cooper and Jerry Judy and Michael Gallup. Um, not that I, I, I don't think that they will. Honestly, I really don't believe they will. No, no. Jerry's by himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, man, they obviously need secondary help, but none of these guys, I feel like. But after Henderson though, there's a drop. Oh yeah. Well, of cornerback. I mean, I still think a lot of the other corners are good. I think honestly, at this point, if they go secondary, I think it'll be Christian Fulton or, Grant Delpit. So those are L- both LSU defensive backs. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be mad at that. But if one of those two wide receivers, CD or Jerry, falls in your lap at 17. But like you said no. earlier, too, though, like you said earlier, they're falling because it's a deep class. Yeah. I mean, why, you know, take one in round two. Yeah, you could Ooh, stick. first trade right here, San Francisco to the Bucks. What? The... Right, they gave up forty-seven sacks last year, Lewis Riddick. I get it; some of those were because Jamison hung on to the ball too long. But we've already seen a couple of tackles go off the board. It's understandable why they might get a little nervous, thinking their guy might not be there. That's dumb. Hang on. Yeah, look, didn't there, the wait? No question about it. They have to make didn't sure the 49ers just pick? that they take care of that position for Tom Brady. Look, everything else is set for them on offense, except for maybe they could use another running back as well. But they have the perimeter weapons. They have the guys who can attack the middle of the field. They're pretty set at guard and center. They just need to take care of that right tackle position. And you would assume that they're going to try and solidify it here. But why would they think the 49ers are going to take a tackle over? Well, your point, though, with Tristan Wirfs, they're def- they're definitely taking worse, I think. I think the Buccaneers trading up, they're definitely taking worse. Because the 49ers, they might have think the 49ers might have been eyeballing them. You very well might have hit that one right on the money. Maybe. I mean, with I don't your, with your assessment of worse being able to play guard for the See, I, that that's the thing though is I don't think I honestly don't know that I think the 49ers would have picked him, but I do think that they made the Buccaneers think they were going to. I think so. 
And that's what and I did. Trade up one spot. Man, that's got to hurt, though. I wonder what the price was. I haven't seen the price come out yet on uh, what it cost them to do that. Can I throw this your way, too? Yeah, go ahead. 49ers, three years ago, 2017 draft. They were they were in the number two spot. They okay. tra- they traded back. They traded back one spot. They traded with the Bears one spot, just so the Bears could get Trubisky. I there was I think it was an outside chance. <laughs> You're right. I think it was an outside chance that the Niners would have taken Trubisky. I don't think they would have even done that. But it's one of those scenarios where the they scare you know John Lynch scared the team behind them say hey we're gonna take your guy better come get him and they do like i think that john lynch is a bully i think <laughs> like, so i would agree with you i think that he seriously knows what what the guy the team's after him like immediately after him once he waits till the last second waits till the board falls in his lap and says check it out if you don't trade up we're taking worse man and they they take the bait yeah I'm still waiting for uh, what the cost was. They haven't said it yet. Interesting. So the first trade was uh, San Francisco trading out. So Tampa Bay could jump up a spot. That's uh, surprising. Oh, we can go into my trade question now. I felt too Ooh, but... I like I that way too excited. <laughs> All right. Here you go. Orientate yourself. 2001. Best trades in the NFL draft since 2001. Ready? Okay. 2001, the Chargers traded number one for number five and a third rounder in 2002. Wait, and a third rounder and a second rounder, sorry, in 2002. They traded to the Falcons. The Falcons were able to select Michael Vick and the Chargers selected none other than Ladanian Tomlinson. And mm-hmm. hang up, the pick is in for the Bucks. All right. On behalf of our country, the San Francisco 49ers have traded the 13th pick to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with the 13th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Tristan Wirfs, Battle, hmm. Iowa. All right. Yep. There it is. Okay. That and just blows my theory out of the water because I had them going completely crazy and drafting DeAndre Swift with the 14th pick. <laughs> oh, see, honestly, I saw that on your mock, and I don't want to just go out and say that it's – I just – I don't even see a running back in the first round at all. That was the, the only spot I saw running back going would have been to Tampa Bay. Yeah. In the first round. That was the only team I saw maybe pulling the trigger. That's the only reason I did it. Yeah, I mean, it's fair. I, the only the only teams – I see two teams taking a running back, and neither of them is the Bucks. I think the Dolphins at 26, maybe 18, I doubtful to me, but 26. Um, and then um, – who's the other one? I could see that. But um, I feel like Jordan Howard's got some gas left, so they didn't need to do it this year. Right. I, I could see – I don't think they will, but I think the Chiefs. Um, only because they're – you know, they still got what's-his-face, Damien, what's-his-face. Um, and, you know, they've, they've got most of their starters coming back, and it's like, yeah. why not boost up the offense a little bit more? Yeah, I can see that. 
I don't I don't think they will. Again, I don't think any running backs will come off the board in the first round. Yeah. But if they did, those are the two teams in my opinion. Well, we do know San Francisco is now back on the clock at 14, but I do not know what else was in that trade yet. They have not said it. So, I think partially they traded back too because I think they wanted rugs. I think that the rugs to the Niners makes a lot of sense. I could see that. Um, because they're trying to trade Marquise Goodwin, and they need their speedster downfield guy, a successful downfield speed guy. Um, but I don't think they got who they wanted. But they need – they don't really have a number one true receiver. I could see them going CeeDee Lamb here. They could. I mean, I really felt two years ago that it was going to be Marquise uh, Goodwin. Godwin. Goodwin. Goodwin, yeah, thanks. Um but last year, I know last year he had a lot of off-field issues as well, so that didn't help him uh, any. Um, but he definitely fell off last year. Um, could he be back to possibly WR1 status this year? I could see it. Maybe. If, if he's in the right, you know, head frame and, and you know, is, is, is back to his normal self, which, you know, everything that they went through last year, I, I don't know how you would, you know, would all come back from that. But um, – so I could see it, but like you said, they came out and said they wanted to, you know, we're looking to trade them. So, right. um, yeah, I don't know. So I think, I think wide receiver here or now that worse has gone, that that's off the board, I think then, or they go and replace DeForest Buckner. Like, well, that's one of the two logical choices here. I went with the defensive tackle approach and I think you're going with the wide receiver approach. So we'll see. Sure am. But, um, okay, so we said – we talked about the Chargers and the Falcons swap um, in 2001. So let's talk about 2003 where the Steelers were able to grab Chori Palomalu with the 16th pick that they traded to from Kansas City. That was a pretty good trade. Worked out for them there. Um, 2010, we got the Steelers again. This time they traded back with the Cardinals. And the Cardinals selected QB John Skelton. That didn't work out so well. And they sent cornerback Brian McFadden and a six-round pick to the Steelers. And who did the Steelers select with that six-round pick? Do you know? The six-round pick in 2010? Yep. No idea. Antonio Brown. Oh, hell. Yeah, that might be the best trade ever. At least, you know, till recently, um, with his, you know, because Antonio Brown's not in the league anymore right now. Sure. But given the first handful of years during his play, sixth round pick. I knew he was a six rounder. I t- I did not put two and two together when yeah. you said twenty ten six six round pick. I knew it was going to be a good player, but I totally spaced on Brown. All right, here's the big one. This one you should know because it involves Cleveland. No, I know where you're going to go with this. 2011. Yep. The Falcons traded a truckload of picks. Mm-hmm. 26, 59, 118, 124, and a 2012 first rounder for Cleveland's 11th. And they selected none other than Julio Jones. Yep. And that worked out for him. That was probably one of the biggest payouts that I could find in the but... past 15, 20 years. But did it really? And let me let me throw this your way. That's true, because if you want to, okay, go ahead. I'll, I'll, I have an idea of where you're going with it, but go ahead. What have they done? 
Yes, yep. they were a Super Bowl team. They went to the Super Bowl. They lost. That's still an accomplishment. But would would their team really have been what? How 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 much better would their team be? I get it, Julio Jones. If they had a different receiver instead of him, you know, I don't know who. Just like you know, second round pick that next that year or later in the first. I don't even know who those receivers were. Um, All down either. Off the top of my head, but. That's a lot of picks. They give what you said six or seven picks. I One, mean, three, four, four in the twenty eleven and a first rounder in twenty twelve. Right. Okay. So that's a lot of draft capital. And sure, the Browns haven't cap. They didn't capitalize on that, obviously, based on their success in the last nine years. But the Falcons would have drafted a lot of players, and could I mean. It just makes me wonder how much better they could be, you know, because and that's how I kind of view players in general. Like, it's great to get one generational player. I think you know, I did say generational earlier was a overused term. Julio Jones is a generational player. Yeah, like that's I, I think agree. that's like hard to dispute for me. Like he's of this decade. Sure, Antonio Brown and Odell Beckham and DeAndre Hopkins, they're great receivers, and they've been up there success-wise. But you don't get as athletic and as coordinated and skilled as Julio Jones. Like, yeah. like all he's the complete package at wide receiver. And it's crazy to me that he wasn't even the first receiver drafted that year. A.J. Green was drafted before him. Oh, yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. Yeah, but... I'll just say, even even with one generational player, I'd rather have the six other draft picks. Yeah. Like, I think even though the Browns don't have anything to show for it. Um, sorry. No, but no, sure. No, it's, I mean, it's, that's right. I mean, I can't argue I with that. I think it's just the fact that the Browns are so bad still that they weren't going to be able to. <laughs> If it had been to a different team, then it might have been a little bit different scenario. But for the Browns, I think that was probably the right choice. Sure. They had um, no idea to know that Julio Jones was going to be as good as he was. Um, that reminds I, me of something. Hold on. I'm, I'm going to look up something really quick. Look, I got your last trade that I picked off for best trades. So in 2017, we've talked about this and hit around it a few times. We've got uh, the Chiefs had pick number 27. They traded that pick and a third rounder and a 2018 first to the Bills for the 10th pick to select Patrick Mahomes. Mm. They stole this draft, though, because if everybody remembers, the Bears ended up giving up, as we talked about earlier, uh, some spots to move up that night to get none other than who they thought was going to be the best QB of that draft class. Mitchell Trubisky. Big oof. They gave, up, they gave up a huge – oh, hang on. Finish that thought a sec. Here comes the pick. The San Francisco 49ers select Javon Kinlaw. Hey. Damn. Good call. I'm hitting on defense tonight. Yeah, that was a good call. So, uh, the back to that thought before we talk about that one. So, the Bears gave up their third – they're 67th, they're 111th, and a 2018 third for the 49ers' second overall. Move up one spot. One, one spot. spot. Insane. For Trubisky. And Patrick Mahomes is still on the board. Not and just. Who else? Who else is there? Can you tell me? Deshaun Watson. There it is. Crazy. 
And so let me throw this your way too. Mitch Trubisky, I get it. Okay, Patrick Mahomes was a little bit of a project as well. But Mitch Trubisky, who even the hell is that guy? Like, even coming out of college, he wasn't that good. Yeah. Like, right. they won, like, eight, seven games his his last year of college. Like, he was, like I complained about earlier, a tools guy. He was not a competitive football player. He, Deshaun Watson was my QB one that year because – Deshaun Watson has the traits and he's a winner. Honestly, yeah. when, when it comes um, when it comes to quarterback play, honestly, winning is the most important trait to me. I I know that there are other factors. I know like Alabama quarterbacks, for instance, are not always they don't pan out in the NFL. Like so it's not always just winning, but but Mitch Trubisky, really? Like over over those two? That's insane. Yeah. And the amount of draft picks that, you know, so I really want to know what the Bucks had to give up to move up a spot because I bet, situation. I bet they gave up just like a third. And, and that's because uh, the 49ers, I think they were always going to trade back. And that's because the 49ers, after their, they have the 31st overall pick, they don't have another pick until the fifth round. So they were trying to get something. Right. They've been, I, I think. I wonder how many picks the Bucks had. I wonder if they snagged two of them out of them in those middle rounds. I honestly, for just from, now two to three is one thing. I think 13 to 14 is really probably just a third round pick. That would be my guess. Um, but, I mean, you never know. But then I want to say one thing. I looked this up while we were kind of talking. Um, so let's say that Falcons-Browns trade didn't happen okay. that night. And the and the Browns take Julio Jones, right? Let's say the Browns take Julio Jones instead. Do you know who the Browns took the following year a receiver? And we're talking then twenty twelve. Twelve. Oh. What pick did they use it on? That's oh, the fun first part. Round. First rounder. S- supplemental draft. Oh, yeah, hell no. I got no idea. <laughs> Josh Gordon. Uh, um, imagine imagine uh, Julio Jones and Josh Gordon. Do that. <laughs> Julio Jones and Josh Gordon on the field together. That would have been stellar. That you I that honestly if the Browns – I mean, honestly, that's kind of how it feels right now, like all of the freaking talent they have on offense. If you couldn't succeed, like Josh Gordon and Julio Jones are the two most athletic receivers in the last 10 years the yeah. league has seen. Imagine them on the same team. Huh. That would have been crazy. Scary. That'd, I got to say, because you're not watching this, but John Lynch is grinning from like ear to ear because he knows he just completely – bamboozled the Buccaneers. Oh, yeah. Giving him an extra draft pick, and he still got probably the player that he was wanting to get the entire time with uh, Javon Kinlaw. I'll throw this your way, because we're probably gonna not going to be around when this pick happens. You know, probably going to cut it off here in the next little bit, I guess. Um, but um, spicy take number 45. <laughs> I think... The 49ers are going to trade back again from 31. They're going to trade back from 31 to, I think it's 34, to the Colts. Interesting. I, what? I think what the Colts won. I think if Jordan Love is still available at 31, Ooh. 
okay. Colts the the Colts will trade up because I I think that it's it's the same thing the Ravens did two years ago, right? This is a very smart thing they did for Lamar Jackson. Trade back into the first, get your guy because then you have that fifth year option with a first round pick. Okay. And what who and why wouldn't you for a developmental quarterback, right? That's what that's what Lamar Jackson was. He's developmental quarterback. They transformed him. Now they have him for an extra year. Yeah. The Colts, you tra- you take him, say he's there at 31, they trade back into the first, let the 49ers get their extra picks, they only move back three, and Jordan Love sits behind Phillip Rivers for a year. Yeah, that'd be nice. That would be a sweet situation. See, I didn't even think about that. Obviously, this has been progressing as the night's been going on because I had Jordan Love actually going to the Bengals with my Bengals trade earlier to sit behind Cam Newton. And here we go, Denver Broncos. Oh, CeeDee Lamb. I got Jerry Judy. Oh. Man, I'm on a roll tonight. You are are doing really well. (laughs) Damn. So, do the Cowboys take CeeDee Lamb? (laughs) Dang, dude. That dilemma now. Well, we got one more pick before them, right? Uh, yeah, I'm not worried about Atlanta, though. Oh, yeah, Atlanta's not taking a, re- a receiver. <laughs> no, I don't think they go receiver here. So who do you have for Atlanta? I got the next edge rusher coming off the board with uh, Chasen from LSU going here. Yeah, I do, too. I would have said if, if C.J. Henderson was there, I think the Falcons would have taken him. Um, like I said earlier, too, I think that if he was still even there at 10, the Falcons would have traded up. Um, yeah, I can see that. But yeah, I think Chase on's the pick here. I mean, that's yeah, makes the most sense but, to me. So ahead of this pick here, I've only got two of my people still on the board, and that was Austin Jackson, a tackle, which I don't think the Falcons need to go that way, and DeAndre Swift. But again, as you said, I really I don't feel like any running backs really will come off the board in the first round unless it was to go to the Bucks. I just saw them maybe pulling that stunt. Um, but maybe Atlanta. I mean, they did just ship off Freeman and. But they signed Todd Gurley. That's right. Never mind. I had a, yep. You are spot on there. Yeah. Of that you're you're you uh we talked about that in the first show i i had a complete mental uh lapse there and completely forgot that they signed todd Gurley. Yeah. right it's gonna um, be abuse and abuse here for todd Gurley. i feel bad for the guy that's my opinion so the only player through the first 15 picks like it's in the wrong order but cd lamb's the only one of mine that hasn't been taken yet nice which i'm so surprised about to be completely honest i don't like i did not expect him to be the third receiver off the board i didn't either i had him i had him as the second one but again with my which the wide receivers i feel like have slipped a little more than some people thought they were i had them slipping a smidge further because i didn't have the first wide receiver going off until just now with the broncos pick okay well let's talk a little bit of wide receiver history right i got some uh yeah um so they're Wide receivers, an average of three and a half receivers come off the board in the first round. So, you know, between three and four every year. Um, no receiver has gone higher than top four in the last 10 years. Okay. Um, uh, this is a fun one for me. Um, 
11 of the 50 fastest 40 times in combine history were drafted in the first round. Wide receivers. Okay, wow. So a fifth of them, and that includes Henry Ruggs tonight. Um, yeah. So that means um, – and and 23 of the 50 fastest – of the 50 fastest 40 times went in the first two rounds. So half if, – if a wide receiver has the fastest 40 time of the class, he's going in the top two rounds half the time. Interesting. I, and I that occurred to me when Henry Ruggs did it, John Ross. Um, I think it just it's one of those things that I think that when it comes to wide receivers, they really heavily value speed. Sure. I mean, John Ross being the first receiver off the board two years ago which is insane to me. Uh, but it happened. So, you know, and that was a speed guy. And Henry Ruggs, he was the first off the board this year. You know? I, I honestly, I'm still a little shocked that Henry Ruggs is the first off the board. I, I, I heard rumors, I heard s- speculation. I really didn't think it would happen. I thought he was the third for sure. Me too. I was right there with you on the third as well. Um. Oh. Oh. You know what? I bet. Oh, uh, I bet the Eagles trade up. Not right now, but I bet they trade up soon. To go to get CD Lamb. CD Lamb. Yeah. Maybe they trade with the Cowboys. They Maybe could. Jerry. Uh, I don't know that they trade in division like that. Maybe. Um, I, I mean, but if again taking CD Lamb for the Cowboys is taking him because he's there. It's not necessarily a position that they have to fill. Right. So if you're, you know, one of the top corner, the top corner's gone, and CJ Henderson. Now the top two edge rushers are gone. Espenza, I think, is a sleeper. And I think he's going to do really good in the NFL. But you could grab him a little bit later, I feel like, too. I Hold on. I want to see. I don't even have him going in the first. Um, I like him a lot. Honestly, he's my, he's my edge, too. I, he's behind. He's even ahead of Chase on for me. Um. But I, I don't even have him going in the first just because I don't think that the NFL values him as much because of his bad combine. True, true. I mean, I could, be, I could be wrong. I think maybe. Again, you don't really want to trade in division. I, I, I see that. But maybe that's why Jerry drops back because if he's not taking CeeDee Lamb, everybody else can be taken a handful of picks later at 21. Yeah. That's true. Um, That'd be the smart thing to do maybe. Will it be the Jerry thing to do? Absolutely not. Hmm. Yeah, I. That's the fun thing about draft, um, draft season to me is, as a Browns fan, you know, I feel like I I can see their tendencies, right? I feel like and I see, I see mock drafts and Seahawks fans are like, oh, we never draft this position in the top three rounds, and then you know the Cowboys are like, oh, Jerry Jones. It's it's fun to see because, you know, even though you're we're fans of the sport. Obviously, within your own team's atmosphere, you know what your team will do. Yeah, and that's fun to me. Like, because, and this happens a lot. It's a similar uh, aspect with college football, right? You've got, um, the like I'm on the Browns subreddit all the time. They they are constantly saying, "Oh man, what about this Ohio State player? What about this Ohio State player?" Because they're from Ohio. They're Ohio State fans they see their guy. 
because that's that's what they know, right? They've seen every Ohio State game. Sure. So so they're more sold on a guy, even though the LSU guy might be better. They didn't watch every LSU game. They yeah. watched every Ohio State game. They liked the Ohio State player. And so it's it's always fun to me during draft season to see these Homer type of mentalities come out because it's either this is what my team will do because, you know, the general manager's tendencies or, man, I really hope my guy from my college goes there, you know? Yeah, no, I hear you. I just think it's a really fun it, – it's just so much fun seeing what people think in this in this fun time. But also, I did see – I saw a report a couple days ago. Some GM was telling, uh, I think, Adam Schefter that – the that all the mock drafts that they're seeing have been the wrong, the most wrong they've seen in years. Oh, I'm gonna cut you off. Here come the card. Okay. Oh, the Fal- in a Falcon select AJ Terrell, defensive back. Oh, whoa, oh. Well, there you see AJ Terrell and family, and it gets emotional pretty quickly, ladies and gentlemen. And A.J. Terrell announced his presence with authority in the 2018 college football championship game. He scored the first points of that game with a pick six. Now, Terrell, by the way, changed his major from business to sociology because he said, I like to size people up. I like to understand why they think the way they do. Mel, he sized up people pretty well as a college player at Clemson. Huh. Okay. Okay. That's... Kind of in the situation that you're in now with my Cowboys pick is I feel like Jerry's going to pull a Jerry and uh, go with an edge here. I don't want him to. But let's talk about this pick. Um, I'm looking I'm looking down my list, and uh, I don't think I had him in the first round. No, I didn't either. That's the fun thing about the corners, though. I feel like corners, it just depends on, like, scheme fit and, like, it just – yeah. I had Ron Diggs going in the first, and I had um, Fulton was my other one in the first outside of C.J. Henderson. I have Diggs, Fulton, and Jeff Gladney in the first. Interesting. Okay, that's um, but not not him, not Terrell. Oh, okay. Uh, I I don't know what to say about that one. <laughs> Goodness, what I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, I was surprised on that one. I really felt like they were going to go uh, get Chase in there for, uh, for an edge rusher. Yeah. I think so, uh, I am sitting here dreading the next pick now because we're up to the Cowboys. And I, I think that they take Chase on now. They don't need him that I, bad. I think they take him, though. I think that's – I've seen so many mocks with Chase on going to the Cowboys. And the fact that he's there now, I, ooh, I see it. See, this is this is how I felt seven picks ago. Dang it! it you don't really the the dread doesn't really sink in until it gets to your team. I know because he's there. I would so much. Now that you mentioned the trade theory with the Eagles, maybe I would so prefer. <laughs> Trade back a handful of picks. Yeah, I mean we'll see, man. It's because you could. Okay, so you pass. So say he still wants an edge rusher. You grab AJ Espinza 
and a handful of picks. He'll be there at twenty-one if you trade back. Hey, can I? Can I th- probably won't be there. Real quick, I don't want. I don't want to embarrass you by saying this. It's Epinesa. No. I just you said it a couple times. <laughs> I, I've got a type wrong on my sheet. Okay, I just I just wanted to I apologize to yeah. AJ Epinesa. Yeah, just throwing it out there. I, I don't I don't want to embarrass you on the air. I just I just you said it a few times. So like okay, just before it, before it comes out another time. Just there you go. It's all good. We uh we don't know these people very well yet because I don't follow <laughs> college too much through the year until it gets toward the end. So uh, yeah, I'm the same. Like I I watch Ohio State. And I, I'm I'm a, I'm big into draft season, but yeah, I don't I don't really watch them much as they happen. I'm lost in my own thoughts right now. I don't even uh, know what to say. But I will tell our listeners we might have a guest pop in on our show here in the next pick or two. Our, oh yeah. Uh, very own, if you're familiar with our show from last year, Devil might pop in and say hello, give a couple thoughts. Uh, he is the one of the creators and founders of the SFL, the Sleeper Fantasy League, that's um, run on the SleeperBot app. That's mo- we play most of our leagues on for fantasy purposes, and um, it's a giant, as he likes to call, an alphabet soup of leagues. <laughs> and the object is, I think, with we ended last year, two hundred and some plus members or something, and. Um, he, and the object is to do as good as you can to move up into League A, which is supposed to be the best of the best on that uh, sleeper app. Um, so we might have him on here shortly. All right. Well, that's cool. I didn't know Devil was going to join us. That'll be fun. Yeah, he might pop in for a pick or two. Okay. Oh, the Cowboys pick is in. Ooh. 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 Is this how you felt when the Browns were up? You're like, oh, I can't wait to see what Ian says. I will say they are showing C.D. Lamb right now on the screen. Really? That seems weird to show it before the pick's in. Man, I don't know about this. That would be, that would be cool. I mean, honestly, man, Cooper, Gallup, and Lamb, that would be crazy. I wouldn't complain. I think there are better needs, but I would rather have Lamb over the uh, over an edge player right now. Yeah, uh, I, we're not getting a cornerback here, which for me would have been Henderson. We I mean, hit Lamb or trade back. It could all it could always be Fulton or Delpit or McKinney. I mean, I think Chase on. I, I mean, that Lamb stuff, it very well could be Lamb, but I think Chase on hmm, – I don't know, man. Come on, make the pick. And Jerry Jones, the very white couch in whatever room he's in and his mansion. <laughs> All right, we got the pick coming in. With the 17th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Dallas Cowboys select – T.D. Lamb. Oh. Whoa. Whoa. There it is. Well, Dak Prescott just got another weapon to throw to, and C.D. Lamb is a weapon in every shape of the word. By the way, his first full name is Sedarian. He was trying out for fourth grade football, and the coach couldn't say Sedarian, so I said, I'm just going to call you C.D. By the way. 
Whoa. How do you feel? I um I feel good. <laughs> I don't think we addressed our biggest problem, but he was there. So you take him. That's true. I I you know what, man? Drafting for need it bites you in the ass. You got to take the best player, and he was the best player. So unless somebody was willing to give up a handful of picks and we didn't move back too terribly far, I feel like that's probably was the best decision because we didn't need an edge rusher. Hmm. Interesting. Good. Jeez, man. I, that's but crazy. Surprises here, uh, here in the back end of this. We were doing pretty solid in the beginning, and now our uh, – we're getting shaken up a little bit here in the last handful. So, uh, pick 18. Um, for me, null and void, because I had this actually be in the Bengals, and they were selecting Jordan Love here. So, hmm. got for Miami, because I don't know. I have no idea. I got Josh Jones here. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, I think they need to tackle. You know, we talked about that. They, they yeah. got rid of what's-his-face. Again, um, this is, could be one of those – Oh, well, never mind, because I made that suggestion about, you know, trading up for Werfs because of the right tackle thing. Obviously, it didn't happen. Uh, they do need a left tackle after Laramie Tunsil, so Josh Jones. I I, see, I don't know. I said I had, I had them getting Jones a little further down the list at 26, so I can't argue with your, uh, your thought there at all. Yeah, and now, obviously, I don't see Philly trading up now because Lamb's gone. So yeah, I'm I'm seeing I'm just Josh Jones is my immediate thought. All right, guys, and guess what? We just got two of our uh, biggest fans brought in. I already mentioned uh, Devo might be joining us, but we got a surprise and Goodrin to jump on. Another creator from the SFL. Um, we got the Dolphins pick in, guys. So if I cut you guys off to record it, I apologize, but. Uh, what are your thoughts so far? Goodrich, we'll kick it to you because I know you got to get up early in the morning. But uh, what are your thoughts so far? Uh, pretty interesting. Uh, I think the Tua pick was a good move for mm-hmm. Miami. Not so much for fantasy yet. Uh, definitely good for Preston Williams. Uh, I definitely yeah. like the uh, – uh, oh, man, I forgot – Scatterbrain right now. Uh, the CD Lamb or not Lamb? Uh, oh my gosh, my mind just went blank. <laughs> the right. dude that went to Denver, I can't even think of his name. Oh, Jerry Judy. Jerry yeah. Judy, yeah. yeah. I yeah. think that's huge for uh, Cortland Sutton. I really like that one. Yep. That's who I had get taken him too. I had Judy going to Denver as well. Uh, yeah, definitely. The Bucks made a good move. Moving up, I mean, they moved up one spot, but I think that's good for Brady. Uh, shows mm-hmm. they are investing but, in him, so that's good. But my thing is, did they did they have to move up one spot right. for him? That's what we were talking so. about. That's Maybe a- they just wanted to make Brady feel comfortable and warm and fuzzy. I don't know. <laughs> Ian and I were talking about that. We feel like John Lynch uh, played the Bucks hard on that one because I don't think they had a plan of taking him at all. It could have been possible. Which is why I feel we felt like he uh, played that possibility, and uh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure the phone up. call went down. Sorry, I, I'm sure the phone call went down. It's like you know we're gonna take a, a offensive lineman. Absolutely. Do you want? Do you want the pick or not? Yeah, that's what I said. I said the same thing because he did the same thing a couple years ago. 
he tricked the Bears to trade up from three to two so they could take Trubisky. They were never going to take Trubisky, but they just they tricked the guy behind him, say, hey, man, maybe we're going to take Trubisky. You never know. Maybe you should trade us. I think Trubisky tricked the Bears. Yeah. <laughs> Personally. Yeah. So John Lynch smiling ear to ear with a big fat grin after that pick. He knew what he did. Yeah. That's my guess. <laughs> well, Granted, the Bucks, the Bucks still made the right pick, but they could have waited and not <laughs> had to do the trade, in my opinion. I agree. I agree. Um, what do you, what guys... do you guys feel about uh, C.D. Lamb there going to the Cowboys? That was kind of a... Kind of a shock. They, they probably could have went uh, defense instead. But uh, anytime you can get a talent like C.D. Lamb, it's uh, probably a good thing. That's what I was – I was hoping I was hoping Henderson fell to him, but it didn't quite uh, make it there. So, all right, hang on. We got the Dolphins pick coming in. The 18th pick in the 2020 NFL draft, the Miami Dolphins select Austin Jackson. Ah, uh, man, Ian, I called it again. You did. I, I didn't call it for this one, but I called Austin Jackson going much earlier than that. I had uh, I had him going to Minnesota in a few picks, but that's cool. Did you? Okay. Yeah. I had him going number eleven to the Jets. Technically. Yeah, you were higher on him than I feel like I, I've seen I, most I, people. I feel like he's uh, he's better than what they're giving him credit for. Honestly. Sure. Interesting, but. Uh, yeah, that CD Lamb pick was interesting. With I was sitting there willing Jerry Jones to not take an edge rusher because I didn't feel like that's what we needed. Yeah, at least it wasn't a kicker. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, when CD Lamb was sitting there, I'm like, well, do you either take CD Lamb here because you have to, or trade back to maybe you know it's the same division, but trade back to the Eagles, like Ian suggested. Drop back a handful of picks and. Then go get your edge rusher or a cornerback, which I was hoping for cornerback. That's the big need, but yeah, they definitely need help back there. But once Henderson was off the board, you know we can go grab a cornerback a little bit later on, possibly. So, hmm. yeah, draft draft capital would have been good if they traded back, pick up an extra pick later on. That's what I was thinking too. That's what I was hoping for. But I can't complain with that trio of wide receivers now. Can't complain one bit. Well, well, they're going to need them uh, to keep up the scores. So, uh, with that Miami pick, though, that is the first of three in a row of the teams with multiple picks in the first. So, yeah. uh, we got Austin Jackson is the second Miami pick. The Raiders are on the clock, right, for uh, their second yep. pick. They got they got Ruggs as the first receiver off the board. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's really crazy. Um, so, yeah, what what do you guys think for the Raiders here? Nineteen. It, it'd be uh, surprising if they go uh, offense. I think they need uh, a little mm-hmm. bit of help on the maybe in the middle, yeah. the outside yeah. linebacker, middle linebacker. Okay. What do you think, Goodrich? Uh, I would agree. I think uh, offense is good. Uh, I haven't really uh, looked at who's up there right now. Okay. Um, I'm with Devil. My board's kind of blown up because I had the Raiders selecting Tua at the 12th spot, thinking he would fall that far. And then I actually had Speedy Lamb dropping down to the Raiders here at the 19th pick. But you weren't far off, man. Wasn't, wasn't too far off on the CD's position. But uh, so I don't know. I would have to probably say 
maybe they go tackle with um what's the guy? Jackson? Josh nope. Jones. Josh Jones, thank you. Yeah. Maybe they go tackle, or I think some sort of defensive back makes sense here too. That's where I'm at. I think they're going to go Christian Fulton, the uh, corner from LSU. Um, but I think we all mostly – I mean, besides your offensive tackle take, I think we're all pretty much in agreement they need to go defense. They definitely need to go defense. Mm-hmm. But then again, um, the edge guy, Chasen's still there. So he maybe is, yeah. Go, I just thought about best, of, best defensive player available, kind of, and go grab him maybe. Tell you what, if if Christian Fulton is not the if Christian Fulton is put here, or if it's if it's not Chase on here, the Jackson the Jaguars are taking Chase on for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. You had they they would have to. Yeah, because I had them grabbing as Ian corrected me earlier, Epenza, right, Ian? E- Epinesa. Epinesa, damn, still messed it up <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, with the twentieth pick. <laughs> Dang it. Um, I wrote it down wrong, gents. You'd have to uh, you have to listen to the rest of the show to to catch that one. <laughs> <laughs> At least did you try to pronounce uh, Tua's first name? That's the question. His first, no. his whole first name is. It's how is it even longer and crazier than his last name? No, it is ridiculous. All right, here we go, boys. Raiders coming in. As the Las Vegas Raiders welcome their second selection, to make a special announcement. As you may know, we are scheduled to host the draft in Dallas, excuse me, in Vegas this year. And we thank so many for the effort they put forth to prepare that possibility. And we think you deserve another shot. So we're happy here to announce that tonight, the Las Vegas Raiders will host the 2020 NFL Draft. All right. Congratulations to our Raiders, Raiders organization and Raiders Nation. Cool. We look forward to being there in Las Vegas. Congratulations. And now, with the 19th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Las Vegas Raiders select Damon Arnett, defensive back. What? Ohio State. <laughs> Whoa. Who? <laughs> what? Well, we were all right on the defensive back. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> were they looking at the second or third round uh, sheet? Yeah. How oh. far down the list was he? I'm pulling up Google now. Ian, you got it? You got Google running already? No, I no, no. Damon Arnett, he was probably like my cornerback number like 11. Like, he's, a, he's an Ohio State corner. He's good. Like, he's fine. But he's nowhere near some of these top-tier guys. Well, that's, I mean, that's year number two they've done that now. They selected Clellan Farrell last year ahead of some other people who should have gone off the board, and they just did it again. Friggin' Gruden, man. What a guy. Interesting. And, yeah, I, and what? They selected Ruggs earlier, and that was a little sooner than everybody thought Ruggs would go, too. So, huh. Yeah, I had him going third overall in wide yeah, receivers. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I think we all did. I think pretty much everyone in the world did, except right. for Gruden. I think his speed is good, but as far as best receiver, I thought it would be Judy or Lamb. Yeah. Right. I yeah. mean, route running is key, but yeah, I I don't think that Ruggs is near as complete a receiver as the other two. No, I think <laughs> everyone's chasing that uh, Tyreek Hill uh, type receiver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. That's definitely. Uh... All right, Raiders, what are you doing? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. <laughs> well, just, right. like I said earlier with uh, with the Giants, 
when you're mocking for the Raiders and the Giants, you just you're never going to get it right. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier. Ian and I both yeah, that's had true. to go tackle. We just had the wrong one. <laughs> yeah, um, but like I was saying, you know, we were talking about the speed. I was telling Derek earlier of the fifty fastest forty times in combine history for wide receivers. Half of them have gone in the first two rounds of the draft. So it's just one of those, man, like teams really value speed at wide receiver. They really do. Well, so they'll have to catch a ball though, right? At some point. And Ruggs is a, Ruggs is a fine receiver. I just, I still can't believe he came off first. That's crazy. Yeah, me too. There was rumor that he was climbing the draft board here the past couple days. So I guess that rumor held true. Yeah. All right, that didn't take long for the Jaguars. Their pick will be coming in here in a minute. They've already so uh, a friend of mine. I'm in this group chat with my cousin and some other guys that are in a fantasy league, and one of them said, "Would it be crazy if the Jaguars traded Fournette to the Bucks for OJ Howard?" And I think they said a fourth round pick because hmm. it would help both teams. I don't know how Howard would work in Jacksonville. Well, but Fournette and the Bucks could be interesting. That would be. Int- I mean, who hmm. was the? Uh, gosh, that tight end for the Jags. It's the first a handful of games looked like he was kind of coming on with Minshew, and then he got hurt. Can't think of the name right now. Oh, uh, Swain, Swain, or whatever. Yeah. Or are you talking about was the rookie? It, uh, O'Shaughnessy. Yes, thank you. Oh, O'Shaughnessy, yeah. yeah. He was looking pretty good there for a handful of weeks. Yeah. You got, you got, took the injury, so. Well, and and they they just signed Tyler Eifert, too. Oh, I forgot about Eifert, but. Yes. Yeah. I don't, you're, I mean. You're, you're getting four games out of him, so. Yeah, right. that's, a dart, that's a dart throw. <laughs> yeah. I could see it, though. That could be interesting. I mean, um, I could see O.J. Howard producing it, but then I think the Bucks came out, was it today or yesterday, and said that why would they trade O.J. Howard? Now they have an amazing wide receiver core between, you know, Godwin, Evans, O.J. Howard, Gronk. So, well, they say well, that. Well, still on a cheap don't... contract as well, right? So. Yeah. Well, and they say that, but they're not using him. That's true. But it was Jameis Winston, though. So, I mean. Yeah. Not Nothing against Winston. I don't mean – but he just doesn't use his tight ends very well. He, he, we know he tries to plunk it down the field. Yeah, well, he, he aims down the field more often. So, Well, who do you guys think uh, Jacksonville takes here before we get to it? So I had them going edge. My edge probably won't be right. So I'm going to go with who I would have thought would have been off the board by here and go with Chasen here. All right. What do you think, Goodrich? What do you think for Jacksonville? I would say Chasen, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would have to agree with an edge. All right. Well, I'm gonna go. You know, I, I want to. I wanted to be different, but I have to go Chasen too. <laughs> I yeah, was gonna... Chasen, he's probably the top on the board of anyway. Yeah, I was gonna say, I was gonna say Christian Fulton, like double up on corner, get crazy, <laughs> but I don't think they will. Maybe, maybe they go running back because they've already dealt Leonard Fournette to a team coming up behind him. Maybe, maybe. Could I mean Jonathan Taylor? Maybe. Yeah, you never know. Could you know? 
I seen a. I was listening to, I remember who I was listening to. They was talking about Jonathan Taylor to the uh, Seahawks. <laughs> I don't think he'll make it that far down, but he could. As much of a Carson. I was going to say, you're our resident Carson lover, so that would hurt. Yeah, yeah. I do love me some Chris Carson, <laughs> but I would definitely not be upset as a Seahawks fan with Jonathan Taylor back there. Uh, that, would be- that would be a messy backfield, though, so I don't know Yeah, that yeah. would work. Absolutely. Yeah, with Rashad Penny, too. It's crazy. Yeah. I don't think Rashad Penny lived up to the expectations. He did pretty good, but I don't know. I think Seattle's more geared toward north and south runners. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. That's definitely true. I think Rashad Penny is probably more of a support cast than a uh, lead back. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I agree. I think so too. When he was drafted, though, he was drafted as a lead back, though. Yeah. Chris Carson knew his job was in jeopardy, so he put the Jets on and <laughs> played mini beast mode. And man, some of these guys, some of these teams coming up, man, these uh, through these the twenties. It's crazy. I'm kind of curious to see what, what what route they go. You know, I think. I think I'm pretty comfortable in saying the Eagles will take a receiver, but I mean Minnesota, New England, New Orleans, uh, Miami again, Seattle, Baltimore. Mm-hmm. I don't know what these guys are thinking right now. This is where I feel the least confident in my draft board. Minnesota is the curious one for me because they have a pretty decent line. They have a decent defense. Uh, wide receivers, they have uh, probably one of the better ones in the league right now. See, I had them going wide receiver with pick 22. I think so too. I mean, since they traded Diggs away, it's just it's mostly just stealing there now. Well, they traded they they picked up uh, was it BB last year, who should be a fairly decent. Who? Uh, Chad BB. All right, here we go. Oh. I'm coming. Jacksonville Jaguars select Kavon Kason, linebacker go. LSU. Yeah, expected. Yep, that was no surprise on that. Well, that see how fast the Eagles take. Yep. So next up is the Eagles. I had actually Henry Ruggs going here. Um, yeah, I had I had Ruggs there. So I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea who's left. Following my wide. Well, you got Justin Jefferson and Higgins, yeah. and you have. Uh... I actually had Chenault be my next uh, wide receiver off for the Vikings at twenty-two. So. Mm-hmm. I- I got Higgins as mine. Uh, Higgins has been my top Philly pick for the last month because he fits that what they like so much. Like they like those big, those big tall basketball type guys. Yeah, yeah. You know they love the, the, yeah. the Alshon Jeffrey, JJ Arcega Whiteside. They love those mm-hmm. tight ends. I, I mean, obviously they could, you know, change it up because they have all of that. But man, I, T Higgins fits what they like so much. Yeah, interesting. I don't know. All right, here's some here's some trivia for you guys. Ready? We've been doing some trivia in between some of our uh, picks here. And uh, Ian, don't give this one away. I gave you a precursor to this one earlier. Um, let's see. Seven players who have been drafted in the top ten have at least thrown one touchdown pass. Four, four players were actually running backs. I'm not going to make you try to guess three of the running backs. I'm going to try and make you guess the last one. So, uh, 
1941, Dean McAdams for the Brooklyn Dodgers took uh, through four touchdown passes. 1950, Pittsburgh, Lynn Chendnoise, probably butchered that, through two. Jock Loesch for 1956 for the Packers through one. And who was the most recent one to do it? And I'll give you a hint. It was in 2017. 2017. What running back to throw a touchdown? It was a, was he drafted in 2017 or drafted in the top the, okay. 10 of his year? Hmm. And he was drafting. I'm sorry, I said that wrong. He was drafted in 2017, and it happened. Okay, my fault. Jeez, um, I'm trying to remember who was in. I drafted top ten. I have no idea. Um, I don't either. Christian McCaffrey against the Saints. Really? <laughs> he threw a 50-yard jump pass on fourth down in 2018. I think I do remember that. <laughs> We've had fun little nuggets like that all night long. You'll have to listen to the whole show to get them all. <laughs> yeah, I will have to, definitely. Oh, speaking of CMC, um, so I have a little tidbit in here. Ooh, here we go. What do you got? Um, Christian McCaffrey and Toby Gerhardt are the only white running backs drafted in the top half of their draft in in 10 years. Wow. So, so in the fourth round or higher, the only white running backs drafted in 10 years. Wow. That is crazy. <laughs> my my favorite tidbit for uh, CMC is since he was drafted, only two wide receivers are ahead of him in receptions. Yeah. Ooh. Michael Thomas and uh, DeAndre Hopkins. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. He's he's third on the list. He beat everybody else. All right. So who do we got? The Eagles pick is in. We've got. Uh, I think we're all in unanimous decision that it's probably a wide receiver, right? We just don't know which one. Hmm. I would say Jefferson. Jefferson. All right. Higgins. Higgins. Evil. Jefferson is the more uh, – he can be moved around a lot more. Yeah, that's fair. Higgins okay. is bigger. Or Higby. We'll, He's bigger. Uh, momentarily, we'll find out. And then after this pick, we'll probably uh, cut you gentlemen loose so you can uh, get back to uh, your evenings. I know you've got to get to bed, Goodrich. You're uh, still yes. holding down that fort as an essential working person. Yeah. We all thank you for I'm that. Gonna... hope you're staying safe. Come to find out, I actually am essential. I never knew it. <laughs> I think a lot of people. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Same with you, Devil. You're also essential. You're keeping you're keeping transit running up there, buddy, in Canada. So uh... as as much as I can. Oh, hey, actually, um, I've got a little good news on the home front here. Um, restaurants opening back up on Monday. No, nice. good deal. Good. Yeah, I'm back to work. You guys were. St- you guys are still doing uh, orders, right? Like no, uh, we were for like a week, and but we shut down the restaurant completely a month ago. So oh, I, wow, yeah, I mean, I've been getting unemployment, and the relief check was nice, but I mean, I've been out of work for a month now, and I'm going back Monday. Nice, what, uh, good deal. What was your relief check down there? Up here, they're doing uh, up to two thousand. 
Oh, that's I right. Think. It's I, yeah. So in in the states, every adult who isn't rate uh, who isn't a dependent on someone else's taxes gets a twelve hundred dollar check. Um, so every adult, so a married couple would get twenty four hundred, and then a for every child they have, they get five hundred. That's not bad. Yeah, it was pretty. pretty... All right, hang on. The selection's coming in. To the NFL draft department. If you're able to give, we encourage you to go to nflcom relief to contribute to those most in need. And we thank you again for your support. With the 21st pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select Jalen Rager. Ooh, nice pick. Whoa. That's a smart pick. He's fallen on my draft board. Yeah, mine too. Interesting. Over. I didn't think he would go that high, though. I I didn't either. Might have been a little bit soon, but what's uh, what's Philly's next pick? Did they have any team in the second? Oh, I don't know. I didn't go. I didn't pull them that far. I'll I'll pull it up right now while we're talking. Huh. I mean, that makes sense. I, I honestly, I he he keeps. I keep forgetting about him, but the you know they do need a speedy receiver to replace Deshaun Jackson. I mean, well, yeah. you know, I mean if it's not going to be Henry Ruggs, it might as well be Jalen Rager, right? He might be the next fastest, right? Yeah, yeah. I, he had a bad uh, forty time, but I mean on field speed, he is insanely fast. Yeah, that's an interesting. Uh, we all got our, we we knew they'd go wide receiver there, but. Uh... Different wide receiver than we thought. But, uh, wow. Yeah. I think if Ruggs was there, he would have definitely been Ruggs. Yeah, I think so too. Um, Philly does have uh, their second round pick still, at so it's 53 overall. Not too bad. And they also – hold on, let me see. So they also have one – they do have a third round pick. They traded their, their original third round pick to Detroit, but – they have a comp pick at the end of the third. So, so it just might have been uh, Willie make it to them. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, we uh, thank you boys for joining us this evening. And, yes. Uh, thanks for having us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, it was a good time. Uh, looking forward to some more football talk over the next few months and I'll uh, get back into it. Hopefully when I wake up in the morning, uh, Hopefully my Seahawks took uh, the edge rusher that I want. The that Zach, I can't remember his last name. Zach Bond. Zach Bond. Wisconsin. Okay. Yeah. That's who I hope they get. So. All right. We'll see. Well, Devo, what Devo? What's your team? Um, I really don't have. I try to pick a, a team to root for every year. Oh, okay. Uh, last year I uh, I was trying to root for Deshaun Watson. Right. Okay. Yeah, he, uh, he's one. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks. So. Well, who do you want the Texans to draft in the second round then? Oh, wow. Uh, in the second <laughs> round. That's late in the second round, too. Um, what, what position, at least? They they would probably need a – oh, man. <laughs> wide receiver. Definitely wide receiver. You think so? Cause, oh, yeah. Fuller's not going to last the whole season. You know that guaranteed. Yeah. I mean, they got Brandon Cooks now. I mean, you never know. Brandon, yeah, he's got, Ben Redick. He, who's yeah, going to make it longer, Cooks <laughs> or Fuller? That's that's my question. I think Fuller <laughs> might uh, 
might be cooks to the to the emergency room. And, and then you'll have Randall as the number one wide receiver left standing. <laughs> oh, there you go. I think they're going to throw I think they're running for the same deep ball, smack heads, and go out at the same time. <laughs> at the same time. Oh, there's a, there's a prop bet. Yeah. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. That's and a good one. It, and, and when it happens, we'll be thinking about this moment. Yeah. <laughs> nice. All right, boys. Well, thank you for joining us and uh, let us know what you think of the rest of the episode. And uh, we'll talk to you guys again. Well, do. All right. Stay, 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 good night, fellas. Stay safe, guys. All right. So, who do you get for the Vikings at 22? For me, I had them going wide receiver to replace Stefan Diggs. And I think I already mentioned a minute ago, was I had them taking um, LaVisca Chenault. I actually had him kind of high up on my draft board. I like him. I like Chenault, too. Um, he's a weird – He remind, the reason I don't like him as much, I think, as some other people, he reminds me a lot of Sammy Watkins. Um, oh. Like, at least the way he played in college. So, when I would see LaVisca Chenault play, you know, obviously it's mostly highlights. I didn't actually watch him play in real time. But when I watched, you know, his tape and stuff – all that gadget plays, all the he's really he's all over the field, right? He's a, he's just a playmaker, and I remember watching you know Sammy Watkins at Clemson, and that's just what he was. You know, he could do anything you wanted all over the field, and that's valuable. But man, I don't know. I just I don't like that ty- style of receiver. I don't know. Yeah, I feel you. I, I feel just. You. I think I just prefer, you know, just traditional receiver because, I mean, I, I feel like gadget receivers just don't work as well. You know, Tavon Austin, Sammy Watkins, Debo Samuel, I think, fits that mold a little bit. You know, he plays a lot of gadgetry stuff. And Tyree killed us too, for sure. But I don't know, man. Um, I think with this pick, personally, I'm going to go with Justin Jefferson. It makes sense. I couldn't argue that at all. Because yeah. I have him, uh, I think he's my next wide receiver coming off. Not yeah. So definitely can't uh, – I'm looking through my list here. Yeah, I've got him going to the Packers at pick 30. Right. So definitely makes some, some sense. But um, for our listeners, though, we are going to be winding down here soon. It's getting late, and you've probably heard us now talking about two hours. <laughs> um, but we wanted to keep it going to at least get past New England because I think we are all very interested to see – where New England goes with this pick here. So once we get past New England, we'll probably uh, call it for our live for us, but uh, recap, so to speak, for you guys. And then as Ian mentioned, uh, sometime next week, we'll try to maybe hop on and do a short draft recap with some thoughts, and then maybe we'll do a little uh, – uh, mock draft or something of some rookies for the basic positions. Like if you listened to us last year with our three and outs, something very similar to that. Um, so stay tuned. Um, the Vikings pick is in. We're just waiting for them to read it. You got any more fun facts? I'm looking through mine. I think I might have uh, gotten. Nope. I got one more. Here you go. I pulled some. Speaking of our three and outs stuff. Perfect segue. I did that intentionally. Let's just go with it. Um, as soon as I find it, I know what I'm looking for. So I put together a small little list. I didn't do flexes or tight ends. I just stuck with two running backs, two QBs, and two wide receivers. 
from the first rounds of the past 20 years. So I put together two groups for you. 2007, Adrian Peterson. 2005, Aaron Rodgers. And 20, 2004, Larry Fitzgerald versus... 2001, LaDainian Tomlinson, 1998, Randy Moss, and 1998, Peyton Manning. Oh, that one. Second one. That was kind of what I was leaning to. Oh, yeah, easily. I mean, I think – Pick us in. Hold your thought. Okay. In the 2020 draft, the Minnesota Vikings select Justin Jefferson. You are right. Wide receiver, LSU. Makes Makes sense. sense. Yeah. Anyway, you were saying you uh, like the second grouping there? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, LT might be one of the best running backs of all time. I mean, Adrian Peterson is, too. I guess I can't really say that. Um, but, I mean, LT, what he had, what, like 36 touchdowns in a season, right? Yeah. It, or something crazy. Um, and then Randy Moss. Well, I got Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, I guess I keep saying it as if the other guys aren't all-time greats. But kind of, oh, the Patriots trade. Oh, my God, I knew Chargers. it. Chargers. The Chargers? Ooh. Okay. The Chargers? Second trade of the night to the what? Chargers. The Chargers? For what? Are they what? The Chargers don't select again until 37. They're trading back six, 14 spots. There's got to be a got to be a player involved. Oh my god. What? Oh my goodness. Or they get multiple picks. You know, I was funny. Hunter Henry? Hunter Henry on the way out, you think? <laughs> Could be. Um <laughs> You know, know, I'm serious, though. Like, five minutes ago, I was going to say as a joke, you know, we're sitting here waiting for this Patriots pick, and they're going to trade back. And they did it. (laughs) I was going to say that. I didn't just because, like, you know, we were just kind of talking, but what in the world? Yeah. Okay, well, who did they take the first time? (sighs) They took Justin Herbert. Oh, yeah, that's right. They did take Justin Herbert. So, so who are they trading they... up for? Hold on. I got to look at my mock. I got to see who else is still available versus who are they taking? There's some wide receivers still on the board, a handful. You don't trade up for one of them, though. Not you that high. Xavier McKinney, a safety, is still on the board. Yeah. They don't Trayvon, need a safety, though. Corner, Trayvon Diggs. They're second. They might have the best secondary in the league. What are they – yeah. Josh they, Jones is still on the board unless they're going for another good tackle. Ooh, that's a good call. That's a good call. I like that. I like that a lot. Few people I'm, I'm getting ready to go very defensive heavy with my next few picks. I've got McKinney, Diggs, Blacklock, Patrick Queen. Uh, Could be Queen. Head State guy. I tell you what, if it's not Josh Jones, I can see Patrick Queen, but Josh Jones is smart. And I'll say Josh Jones because – the 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 Vikings, I have them taking. I had them taking Austin Jackson, um, who obviously is off the board now. But if since Josh Jones is still there, I could see the Chargers trading ahead of Minnesota to get Josh Jones. Yeah, because the Vikings are coming coming up again in a minute. Man, that I I mean I I could I I saw the Patriots trading back, but not that far and the Chargers trading up that much that's crazy interesting I wonder huh I haven't seen them give us we still don't know what the full trade was for 
for the Bucks trade either. Oh, here we go. The Chargers get the 23rd pick for the Patriots' second round pick and third round pick. So the Chargers gave up their second and third. No, the Patriots gave up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So sorry, you're right. Chargers gave up second and third, and the Patriots. Wow. Patriots got the Chargers second and third. Yeah, wow. Interesting. Man. All right, well, I'm going to look up real quick because you did mention the trade for Tampa Bay. I'm going to see. It's probably gone through now. I'm... Yeah, it should be. I said All right, so. When we were checking notes or something. All right, the picks get ready to come in. So say it if you find it. If not. It's um the 49ers are getting pick 14 and 117. And then the third. And then um, the, the Tampa Bay got 13 and the last seventh round pick. So 117, huh. that's what, late fourth round? That's not as good as I thought it'd have been. I just so, thought that John Lynch would have tried for a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just to, to move back one spot, picking up a fourth rounder is not too bad. No, no, it's not bad at all. But I, would, I would have guessed maybe a third. See, guess. Yeah, me too. But I mean, hey, that's something. Yeah. And again, I do, I do really see them trading back at the end of the first two. So you never know. Yeah, I could, I could do that. Man, I now this is probably the most intriguing pick of the night for me to, because why would the Chargers trade up this far? I don't know. I I think it's I think you you hit the nail on the head. I really am really on board with that Josh Jones pick, and because it's also ahead of Miami. Wait, but Miami picked Austin Jackson, though, didn't they? Well, here it comes. We'll have our answer. have traded the 23rd pick to the Los Angeles Chargers. With the 23rd pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Los Angeles Chargers select Kenneth Murray. Oh. Oklahoma. Huh. What? Well, That's stupid. Have their Murray, as in Kenneth Murray, the linebacker from Oklahoma. Trash. What? Trash pick. I had him on my draft board. I mean, he's. I had him going in the. I had him going in like four picks, but I'm not trading up for him. Shoot, if you're taking a linebacker, go grab Patrick Queen. Yeah, I'm not trading up for Kenneth Murray. That's stupid. Wow. That's – I mean, did they think the Patriot, the Patriots were going to go for a linebacker? I mean, they did get rid of Van Noy. I, I had the Patriots picking Patrick Queen. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I do think that it's for – I'm not surprised it's for a linebacker, but I – Patrick Queen, what are you doing? I had the Patriots picking Jalen Hurts there. <laughs> yeah. That, that was my goofball pick of the night. <laughs> Jalen Hurts is such a uh, – he's a wild card. I could see him going in these next 10 picks, but at the same time, he may fall to the end of the second for all I know. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, um, on that surprising note, okay, I feel like we have to do this next one with the Saints. I feel like we owe it to Mike and have a quick discussion on his hometown Saints, and then we will stop there. Yeah. So I'm- listeners can hold tight. About five to six more minutes. I feel like you owe it to Mike for a quick opinion on who his Saints pick. And we'll go from there. Who did you have? I had them pegged for Xavier McKinney here. I have Trevon Diggs, cornerback. I could see also Christian Fulton here because he did hasn't gone yet. 
But, uh, yeah, I'm thinking corner. I mean, either way, defensive back. So, Yeah, makes sense. Man, so, that was an interesting trade. Yeah, I don't, I don't agree with that. I think it's a stupid idea, but good for them. They, they got their guy, you know. Yeah, that's huh, a couple surprises tonight so far. Honestly, though, I, I started mentioning it earlier. One of the GMs had said, of all the mock drafts and everything, this is the most wrong that mo- people have been in a while. This is honestly one of the more predictable drafts, I think. I think so. I feel like we have done pretty good tonight. Yeah, I mean, sure, we've been off on specific players and just, you know, at some point, you know, we still got the position right. But then also, I mean, sure, there are a couple guys who fell. So it's like, yeah, that screws up things a little bit. But most of these picks, I mean, we had we have most of these guys going around the pick that we've said. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're definitely right. I mean, within five picks, I think within five picks, most of these guys have gone. Yeah. So I I don't know. I don't I don't think it's it I don't think it's unpredictable at all really. Except for that, that Kenneth Murray trade up. I don't know what that's about. Yeah, that was strange. I really could have seen them going I mean Yeah, that that's definitely weird yep. there. Yeah, I don't know. I definitely could have yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I was baffled by that one. Yeah, me too. Because you, it really had me going. I was really like, man, what could it be? It, like I said, you know, I when you said Josh Jones, like, man, that's it, that's it right there. He's trading up. They're trading up ahead of Minnesota. They're trading up ahead of, you know, Seattle or, um, you know, whoever. And another offensive line needy team, right? San Francisco maybe, um, who traded back and didn't, you know, and then it's like, oh, Kenneth Murray is. Isn't he the first linebacker off the board? I mean, te- um, technically Isaiah Simmons. Linebacker, yes. Yeah, technically Isaiah Simmons and maybe an, an edge rusher, but you're seriously trading up that far? Like, there's multiple linebackers still on the board. Yeah, I would rather take Queen. Queen was my highest true linebacker on the list. Yeah, me too. And I have him, speaking of him, I have him while waiting for the Saints pick. I had him going to the Ravens at 28. Um, kind of one of those best available type uh, selections there for the Ravens for me. Yeah. So let's run down uh, while we're waiting for the Saints pick. Let's run down our next few. So for me, I had the Saints going Xavier McKinney. The Vikings, I had them going Trayvon Diggs to replace Xavier Howard. Uh, Dolphins at 26, I had them going Joshua Jones. Seahawks, I had them grabbing Russ Blacklock, the defensive tackle. Ravens just talked about linebacker and Patrick Queen. The Titans, I had them going with another defensive front player with Yader Gross Matos. Sorry if I mispronounced your name. Yeah, horribly, but that's all right. <laughs> and then I had the Packers finally hitting Justin Jefferson there because the Packers need some wide receiver depth behind Devontae Adams bad. Mm-hmm. And then I had T. Higgins going to the 49ers and rounding out with the Chiefs grabbing Kristen Fulton, the cornerback. It was my uh, next set. What do you got? Um, pick. My Saints pick, Trayvon Diggs, uh, like I said, could be Christian Fulton still. I think it's corner either way for me. Minnesota, I've got offensive tackle. If they look into Josh Jones, that's awesome. Um, 
Miami, I got Grant Delpit. I did have Xavier McKinney going earlier in my mock to Dallas. So mm-hmm. I could see, I could see Xavier McKinney or Grant Delpit for Miami. Okay. Uh, I've got Cesar Ruiz, the center for Seattle. Ooh. Um, I've got Kenneth Murray. I had Kenneth Murray going to Baltimore, but I could, I think Patrick Queen's a great fit there. I just didn't, I just had him going to the Patriots. So um, yeah, we were both in line there with the linebacker at least. Right. So, I mean, I think, I think Patrick Queen to Baltimore is, is a great, great fit for them. Um, Tennessee, same pick, Gross Matos. Um, I'm going to come back to Gross Matos here in a minute because I've got a fun fact about him. Um, then Green Bay, same thing, wide receiver. I had Denzel Mims. Okay. Uh, San Francisco, I went corner with Jeff Gladney, but that's also because I had them take a receiver earlier. Yeah. So I could see them definitely taking a receiver here at 31. And then 32, I had Kansas City trading out. Like I said earlier, for sure. with the with the Colts for Jordan Love, sure, sure, I can see that. Um, so we'll hit that pick on the recap in the next week's episode and see. But what's your fun fact here while we're still waiting for that pick? It's in, but it's just not up yet. So, Eater Gross Matos, he I was watching this video on him. You know, they do like certain like personality videos and like talk about their their growing up. You know how their life growing up and everything. And I was watching his completely unexpected this guy he was like 10 years old he and his brother were playing baseball playing on uh on a team together playing baseball storm rolls in they try they say hey buddy games postponed go back to your cars on the way back to their cars his brother killed struck by lightning what yeah his older brother is like 13 year old brother like he said he he was in front of his brother. He's like walking. And he hears this lightning strike. Turns around. He said he sees his brother's shoes flying. Wow! All that right, here we go. Pick coming in. Hang on. The 2020 NFL Draft. The New Orleans Saints select Cesar Ruiz. Oh. Center, huh. Michigan. Okay. All right. I kind of honestly had that in the back of my mind. I mean, I was still really so sure it was going to be a defensive back, but okay. Yeah, that's not a bad. I mean, not a bad pick. We'll see if we can um, maybe get Mike's take on that one and uh, see how he feels on that one. But I, I feel like that's a good a good pick for them. I I just thought they were going defensive back there too. But uh, you can't complain. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. That's one of like I said earlier. I'm not going to be happy walking away from the first round with an interior lineman, whether it's offense or defense. But you know what? That's fine. Don't hate it. Not bad at all. All right. As our fans know, we could be talking for hours and just keep going. That's just how you and I are. Mm-hmm. If we don't just make a hard stop, we'll be going all night long. True. And uh, I do have to work tomorrow, even though I get to walk down three flights of stairs to my basement and <laughs> to do it, but uh, do have to still get work done. So, um, yeah, um, we will – probably kind of pretty much leave it at that we'll come back uh with some some summarizing thoughts maybe uh, sometime next week i said maybe do some sort of three and out type draft and now that we know where all the rookies are going and uh that'll probably be uh probably be it for the night ian any last words um no I mean, honestly, I think we've we've talked plenty, and I think you're, everybody's about sick of me at this point. 
Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm good. And now I, I feel a little bit more at ease since the Browns pick. I'm glad I'm almost, you know, the Trent Williams thing is gone. Don't got to worry about it anymore. We got to tackle and you guys got CD lamb. So I think those are good. Uh, they weren't our first choices, but they're good consolation prizes. I'd have to agree with you on that one. So yep. can't compl- but all right, well, you guys know how to find us uh, listening to the podcast. You're obviously would be listening to it right now. As I said that, as it came out of my mouth, <laughs> so you need to know where to listen to us, but you can find us on Facebook and Twitter and, uh, and on sleeper. We have a channel in there as well. Um, it's speaking of football and uh, yeah, you guys have a good night, day, morning, whenever you might be listening to this and uh, we'll come back in about a week. Yep. Sounds good. All right. Later, everybody. Later. Later.